This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. And away we go. What's up on a Monday? BVB Brigade. It's the latest episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt after a big sports weekend. What's up, my friend? How are you? I'm good. My what's unbelievable because i i heard it as the credits were rolling in and we were getting ready to start the show and i heard that oh you don't you don't want me to say what i do <laughs> oh uh, i i think i do it's just, it's just a tweet by somebody who understands what she's selling and she's really good at it and she her, her latest us open tweet you could probably gather where, where i'm girl? going oh yeah girl that's our that's that's her she she hit she hit everybody with something uh, you and I talk a lot about the ability to attract this to, to, to attract the audience that you're after. Yes, and she, she understands how to go after. Got it. All right. She she, she, she bounces. So <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She, we she all know, know what, she's, what she knows what she's doing. We don't Working know with what, what she's doing. got is the way that we would describe <laughs> it. Okay, working with what you got. You're always just working with what you got. I mean, that's yeah. all we can do. You know, yeah. so. God bless her. Thank you, (laughs) you know, for joining us on the show. I got a shout out right off the top because I got little can say Kendall watching the show in the other room purposely. And she got her cousin Owen online right now. And now I feel bad. Him watching it (laughs) and Owen and Eddie, who I don't even know, but they're all watching our show right now. My nephew, Owen, his friend, Eddie. And my little one, little Kinsig, right behind me on the other side of this wall, watching the show. The kids are watching the show, in addition to all of the BVB brigade and everybody else. So Madeline's on that wall, and she is currently, she does not sleep in, but she slept in today. Had a boy. Went to bed bed very late last night, so she's, she's watching her iPad, but she may, this is today and tomorrow, I'll see how this goes. Because last week, she was at camp. This right. week she's home, so we'll see how that that goes. Well, we, we, that. you know, if we want to get them on the game with the with the other two in the other room, like the the, the cousins, or they get on and they do the Fortnite, or they do this, or uh-huh. they do that, the Roblox. I don't know. Yep. Roblox is and, what she does. Yep, and they're figuring it out just like the you know the poker guys did and the sports book <laughs> guys did. They all get together and they can kind of control the game a little bit. So <laughs> we got it all working back together, working with what you got today. Let's. Go. All right. So out of the gate here. Yeah. I got to get your take Please on do. what's going on with this price for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. This I bet this last night and I actually am kind of stunned by this. So the two time defending Stanley Cup champs. Yes. The team with the better goaltender. Yes. The team with Steven Stamkos. Yes. Is plus 160. Yes. 
what am I missing about this? Because this almost feels like a gift to me. Regardless, this is a GPP play for you. This is just yeah. a general principle play. Yep. To take the lightning at plus 160. Best coach. I mean, you could argue Stamkos versus McKinnon if you want, but there's an argument to be made that they have the best player on the ice. Yeah. And they have the better goaltender. There's yep. no debating this. Why are yep. they plus 160? Had a very good discussion with uh one of my really, really close friends in the industry. And I got a lot of them, but this is a guy I sat next to for a number of years, um, almost two decades. I mean, he was sitting next to me making numbers. Hockey guy, TFOS. And it's pretty simple why the price is what it is right now. The futures book, the fluctuation, when the favorite wins, mm -hmm. at least gets to the finals. If they win, the book does tremendous. doesn't matter. They can have the most tickets. They can have the most money. The price on the Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup was never higher than 3-1 to one mm -hmm. all year long. Price on the Tampa Bay Lightning fluctuated. When they were down to Toronto, it was 25 or 30-1. to one. Some people may have bought some tickets then. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Not me, but some people that I know. Mm -hmm. Um, I waited till they were down against the Rangers and went and got some more myself. I have both situations. I hit that exact thing. I'm sitting on tickets on Colorado to beat Tampa, Tampa to beat Colorado. Very nice. Picked the matchup, got both sides. I got plus money all over the place on it. Big plus money? Um, like four, it's all plus plus four seventy five. We just kind of shopped around and mm -hmm. you know in between shows tried to get to the book and do a little things. The price now is telling me, come get the lightning while you can, okay? And the Avalanche are going to win game one. That's why it's one eighty. Can't be one fifty. I I was going back. I I said it should be one fifty or one sixty. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's one sixty. It's one eighty nationally. Is it really? It's as high as one eighty or one seventy five. Oh this my! Yeah. I missed. I I got a bad yeah. number. Then I got. I yeah. thought I got plus one. I saw plus one sixty last night, and I was like, "This is well, wrong." Well, no. What, plus what they What they did in a lot of places, um, they've they've widened the gap for the stand. Instead of tightening it and drawing more action, they have minus one eighty plus one fifty five. <laughs> I've never seen a 25 points. Oh, sorry. 25 so, so, so the abs are minus 180. Abs minus 180. Okay, sorry. I misunderstood. Sorry. Yes, I'm on plus 160 Tampa. So nationally, right. what's the price on Tampa? Plus 155, plus 160. Okay, okay. So That's, I did get a good price. Okay, yeah, you're well, fine. No, I thought I fine. missed out. I was like, where was it? Plus 180. No, 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 no. no. I misheard no. you. So I apologize. It was that over the weekend. Okay. Wow. Before the game was played Saturday, you could have gotten plus 180 uh, on Tampa. When it first when it, the game first played and then it was done, that was the opener. So it went from minus two hundred to minus one eighty on Colorado. I don't know. I I think they're, they're. I mean, they're as live as could be. I've had people tell me respected opinions that there's no way the uh, the Lightning are going to beat them in a series. Really, same people told me they weren't going to beat Florida. Same exact people. Tampa can't know. beat Colorado, really? In a series. Nope. Colorado's too fast, too deep. And 
you know, yeah, goaltending could be a massive liability. I don't even know who's playing goal. As right. of right now, I don't know who's playing goal, whether they're going to bring back Kemper. They've been off for a week. Yeah. Kemper is, I wouldn't play Kemper. Uh-uh. I think you go with Frank Kuz until you don't. I would agree. Right. You, you go with you more ride stable. the backup. Yeah. And then if it goes bad and you got to pull him, geez, you got the number one goalie. You tell, right. you tell Kemper, look, you got hurt. Let's, we're riding him, but be ready to go at any moment. He gives up three goals in one period. We're making a switch. You win that game, you'll probably be the starter. You get a ring no matter what. Right. I mean, you got us here. Right. And a lot of times that's hard for guys to to take. Except, like yeah. they want to, you know. So I mean, we've seen it happen to Mark Andre Fleury. Uh-huh. I don't know. You play Kemper, you're asking for trouble. I just uh, <laughs> you're asking for rebounds. You're asking for a lot of you know dirty goals for Tampa. So look, how do you think this game gets? I think go game one. Let's just start with game one. How do you think game one gets officiated? Tightly or loosely? Oh, because that's going to dictate how I how I bet the total for the series. I think it will be. I think there will be multiple power play opportunities. Okay. If, but like, if you watch Tampa play in games five and six, they were so smart, Mm -hmm. so disciplined. They knew the Rangers' only way to beat them was to take a penalty and get them on the power play. They Mm -hmm. almost did it in game six. They got that just terrible penalty late to allow the Rangers to score laser and, shot top, top then, 90. It was a hell of a goal by the right. Rangers. Oh, it was, it was a great goal. Not taking nothing away from the goal, but right. Yeah. But then they score and then they, the ball, the, the puck bounces off of the, the, the shin pad of and stamp that, goes in series over. Right. But then they gave up another power play opportunity. The Rangers almost tied that game late again. You had to sweat. If you were watching that game Saturday, I had Tampa in regulation. So yeah, I, I, I bet a three-way. So I was sweating big time. I was like, no overtime, no overtime, no overtime. And I got lucky. So yes. yeah, it, it was, it was crazy because do, it feels like these, it's going to be officiated differently. Like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to put the whistles away and just let the game go and just let the play happen and not be involved because the speed of these teams, well, what does that get in the way? So if you think that, what is your first thought handicap wise? I think Under. that favors Tampa. I think if it was fair as Tampa, but I also think it's the under. Oh, I without think, a doubt. Without I think these a doubt. Are, I think they think these are low scoring, tight games. Everyone's gonna say because of the offensive firepower over over. I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's gonna be six, six and a half, and give me the under. And I think these games are gonna be tight, two, one, three, two type games with really pretty goals. Like to to get a goal, you're gonna have to make a hell of a play. And I don't think the referees are gonna be all that involved giving like multiple power plays in a period to one team. Yeah, if if that's the case, it'll definitely be unders. Now, trying to handicap the layoff. Tough. Very tough. I mean, game okay. one, don't you have to just on principle bet Tampa? Well, this is the thing. The game one price is minus 155 to 160. Mm-hmm. The series price is minus 180. We've seen this disparity before. I'm thinking the series, I always used to make this argument. What are you telling me in game one? If the series price is this and the game one price is 20 cents lower, you like the dog. That's what you're telling me. If I'm the book, I mean, I'm in a room. I'm like, we obviously we're going in with Tampa here because we're letting them bet. Because if Colorado wins, what are we making the series price? Mm. Now we got to double it. Mm. Like we, we, we 
what are we saying here? Or are we saying we like Tampa in game one? Is Tampa going to be favored? What's the series price if Tampa wins game one? They're favored. They, yeah, I think it flips. To how much? Minus 115, minus 105. That's probably – see, this is good. That's exactly what we were discussing over the weekend. And, and I said that to my two guys that are still in room somewhere. And I said, well, what do you make the series price if they win? And the one guy was Pickham, and the one guy was Tampa minus 115. And I said, so you're good with the series price being minus 180 and flipping it. Shouldn't you make the series price a little bit lower? Shouldn't there be a little bit less fluctuation? Like you remember we used to have these discussions? I know I ain't been in a room in a year, year and a half almost, but like, come on. Like, I don't understand what we're doing here. So I would agree. And that's why I took it last night. I was just like, look, on, on very principle, I'm betting Tampa to win the series because if they win game one, heck, if they if they get up two games to one or three games to two, whatever it might may be, I'm gonna I may have a chance to get on Colorado on plus money and have oh, it on both have it on both sides. Well, this is this is what I did on on the on the Stanley Cup futures, and it's you did it on the NBA futures. Yep, it certainly clears your head a little bit, takes away the sweat. Yeah, plus units when you can nail it like that, and now you can kind of just add and you know increase your position, things like that. Taking plus on both sides is fine. Like all you know. Gambling Twitter may not agree, but who gives a shit what gambling Twitter thinks? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I want to make money. I, I, I'm not interested in, in being right yeah. and running and running around with a victory lap of going, I told you, Tampa, I told you. I mean, look, I should have listened to some people saying, you know, when they were down to, to New York to bet them. And I was just like, mm, I don't know. And it would have been a smart wager to make. And I didn't. But so I could have been sitting on a much bigger ticket than I am right now. But I, I like the plus 160. And then if I come back with Colorado, a plus 115, plus 120, somewhere in that range, and I'm just going to go ahead and bet that and be good. And then I can ping pong it and, and work off of it from a ticket perspective. So I, I just think Tampa is live to win this thing. If you ask me, yes. like, what is the better bet, Tampa plus 160 or minus 180 for Colorado? Again, two-time defending champs, better coach, better goalie, as good of a superstar, if not better than what Colorado has. They're deeper. Abs are deeper. I'll give you that but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win this series. Eddie, Kendall, and Owen yeah. are in the chat right Uh-oh. now. Be nice, B Brigade. You it's fine. Goals. Believe me, you should <laughs> see what these kids put in their chats for all these other things. But let's go, Daddy. At SoCal DGen, it's right. We got the whole crew watching. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what she just said in the chat. This kid's going to be my social media manager. She's going to run the whole good. Yep. That's so good. That's absolutely, that's phenomenal. (laughs) So we'll have a lot of time to talk about, obviously, the the Cup and Wednesday game one. But I wanted to start with that because I thought it was pretty interesting. Yes, sir. So UFC 275 over the weekend. I want to get on this a couple of things because it's two topics. Chalk, chalk, chalk parlay came in, right? Yep, it did. Barely. But the main the main event cashed a plus 2000 when Yuri submitted with literally less than a minute to go submits and gets his first i think it was his first submission victory in the UFC i don't know what the heck happened at the end of that fight but that was crazy to share uh, Glover Teixeira was beaten up five rounds exhausted gets a rear naked choke and Yuri wins plus 2000 comes in on this as a book when something crazy like that happens in a main event uh-huh 
Is that bad or is it good because nobody bet it? Because nobody saw that coming. That was most of the time option two. Okay. Um, when you see the number go from 20 to 10 or 20 to 15, or if you see the initial number and then get bet down or have to be moved, and you sh- that's when it leaves a mark. That means somebody actually may have bet it. Um, but anymore, the systems, these automated systems, you know, moving auto line movers and stuff, they don't take into account the bets at particular places. So this could have left a mark at some places, but submission bets to win on a guy that's never done it before, I'll guess that the number of tickets were less than the number of fingers on his hand right here, like in most books. So probably avoided a, a monster there. Yeah, I mean, talking about a guy in in Prohaska who just doesn't. I mean, Glover Teixeira was the submission guy. He was supposed to be the one who was going to submit Yuri, and he had multiple Did you chances. Practice saying the names. No, I just I just listen to Anik over and over again, so I'm 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 good. So I, I watched. <laughs> that was the, really good. I watched the entire fight card. So like I, I have, you know, Yuliana Janjacek, and I've got Yuri Prohaska, and I've got the names down, so we're good. Oh, but it, it's been in Zhang Wei Li and everything else. But I just showing off. Yeah, I mean, so I'm watching this fight and I'm like Yuri I had Yuri by knockout and he had like multiple chances to knock out Glover and he couldn't do it Glover had multiple chances to submit Yuri and he couldn't do it and then as the fight's going to go to the cards I'm like my gosh it's going to be Yuri by decision I think it's going to be tough somehow he gets behind him gets on his back and 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 has Glover tap out which it was one of the best light heavyweight fights I've ever seen one of the best title fights you'll ever see for big men just cracking each other left and right awesome awesome card so that cashes the co-main event is where the controversy comes in because Valentina Shevchenko I had her three rounds to two but I had her by decision so I had bet that okay one judge had it four rounds to one. Okay. And again, we run into this problem here with judges. Do sports books care if open scoring became a thing? Because every time we get into one of these ridiculous scorecards, this time it goes in my favor. Last time with Holly Holm, it went against me. This time it goes for me. But Talia Santos did not lose four rounds in that fight. That just did not happen. And I'm confused all the time going like, what fight did you watch? I don't understand as a judge, where do you come up with these numbers? Oh, it was I used crazy. to say sometimes I think the cards are filled out pre-fight. In a way, right. They just automatically like they just go one, 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 zero, one, zero. Oh, flip this one, one, zero, one, zero, and then one, zero. Like right. they just, they don't even watch the fight. Right. And so you're in a co-main event. You're in, it's a belt that's on the line. We're talking about a championship here for Shevchenko, who's trying to win her seventh consecutive fight, defending her flyweight belt. And Santos was live. I mean, we talked about it on Friday. We talked, I I, yeah. I, I was on yeah. it. Just, she was hard. She'd gone to decision in every fight in the UFC, except for her last one, where she had a submission in the first round. And I'm like, this, this woman's gonna be really hard to stop. Like she's really durable. She's tough. She's long. And it just, I don't know, like, from a book perspective, because live scoring or live betting is a thing, would it make it difficult if open scoring became a thing? Would it give more liability to the books if that happened? No, I don't think so. I think it would make it more transparent, which I think we all want. Um, some don't. I do. Some don't. Some think it would be. Oh, it wouldn't so, work well. Hey, right. Scoring. I, I, I like, think I want it. I think it would. 
yeah, some people don't want it because again, you might be held accountable for being a judge, right? Which, again, why would anybody want that? Because then the gig might be up for some people. Okay. Sure. Well then maybe get better at being a judge. But I think for the fighters, for the crowd, for anyone watching, for people betting on it, let's put it up. So then we can actually, instead of talking about it for three days after or going back and watching the fight again on replay going, what the hell were they watching? Like, there's no way that could have been the score of this fight. There's just no way. So um, it's the only sport where we like in terms of like fighting boxing as well, but like we don't know what the score is during the event. Correct. Like we know in basketball, we know in football, we know in hockey, we know yeah. what the score is. Yeah. We know how the score is being, you know, who's up, who's down. Yes. And I think a fighter would benefit from knowing, hey, you're down. You're down two rounds. You're down well, three rounds. I think open scoring would change the game for the better. I would agree. But it also would put the judges on front street. So who wants the judges, that? Right. So then the judges, if you're a fan and you look up and you see ding round was scored for Shevchenko and you're like, what the hell are you watching? That's insane. How did you score that for Shevchenko? Santos was awesome that round. That's what they're trying to avoid that pressure. So I've often said, look, take the judges, put them in a closed off room, give them the same feed that everyone else has plus some extra shots and they can toggle back and forth into whatever feed they want to watch. They can't hear the audience. They can't hear the broadcasters. They're simply just watching the fight and they score the fight. Their score goes up inside the arena, but there's no blowback. They don't know what the, they don't know how the audience is going to react to it. They're not, oh, in, they're not like, influenced have by you the ever crowd. seen like these, this would be like a game show, like booth where you put them in a soundproof yeah, booth right, exactly. where they're just watching like the wall where they put yeah. that person up there and they have to answer the questions, but they don't know what's going on below them. Right. You watch the fight. That's the way I watch sporting events literally would sit in a book and watch it like that yeah. and make odds on it, make decisions on it. Right. So there. no influence from a crowd, no influence from broadcasters. We should live twitch this one time, me and you sitting in, in a room, just watching a fight. <laughs> what scoring by criteria. Yeah, what's well, going around by criteria. But right. yeah, I mean, that would be interesting to see how, I mean, watching, a, uh, people often say this because John Anik and Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier and Michael Bisbing, they are so good at what they do and they're so held up by UFC fight fans, as they should be, as being these experts, right? I mean, what they say, they know a lot more than we know. When they're watching a grappling match, they're watching for hand placements and they're watching for different chokes and holds. And we don't, as as an audience, we don't always know or see what they're seeing. So they influence us. I mean, you know, I've I've often had arguments, Michael Bisbing and I've been on completely different pages when it comes to how fights are going and personal biases and friendships can come into play. So we're human, humans get influenced. And so crowds, I mean, I've said it before. When you go to a Canelo Alvarez fight in Las Vegas, good luck scoring it for somebody else. Like it's really hard to do it. It happened in the last one. I'll give it to you, but they still tried to steal it. (laughs) They tried really hard to steal it. And that was not even a belt that was on the line for Canelo. That was him moving up to a, to a a 175 weight class. So it's, I mean, humans get influenced by other humans. No doubt. I mean, all the time it's, and that's okay but not for the judges that are scoring. You're supposed to be 
as unbiased and neutral as you possibly can. You're looking at a thing and scoring it. This is the questions with being able to bet on it. Now, my bet result is based on how this person or these three people saw this fight. When it's not a knockout, that's why it's very, very tough to bet it for me. I've said this for years. Booking the fights, I'm like, man, we could get this thing nailed right. We can book it perfectly where we're on the right side of this or we're on this, whatever. And then they take it away from us too or people betting it. And people get pissed off when they watch the fight <laughs> and the judge and, and, and the result yeah. isn't what you just watched when you and everyone else including Stevie Wonder. And again, I always go to him as far as someone that can't see. And there's a debate whether even he could see right now. And I love Stevie Wonder and all of his music. But when Stevie Wonder sees the same fight and goes, huh, how could you possibly have scored it? It affects the integrity of it all. And it opens yourself up to all sorts of questions, whether it's right or wrong. You have all sorts of questions. And that's back to your point. Like Valentina Zevchenko is a more popular fighter. She is incredible. Yuana Janjacek retired the fight before. So that's a big name for the sport who leaves her gloves in the octagon and walks out after getting knocked out viciously. Gambling Twitter was calling that a dive, which I was like, wait, what? I was on Yuana. I bet her. And they're like, look at this. This is a dive. Look how she falls. This is so unnatural. It's like, I don't know. I've never been hit by a spinning back fist before, which catches me on the jaw and my artery. Never had that happen before. I don't know. It looked pretty clean and real to me when she got knocked out, but she leaves her gloves in the octagon. So that's one big name out. So everyone's like, okay, you can't have Shevchenko lose to Santos. I mean, people don't know who she is. Talia Santos, we already have Juliana Pena, who is the bantamweight champion, and people really don't know who she is either. So they're like, who is Juliana Pena? Because she beat him in Nunez. So everyone's like, oh, they couldn't have Shevchenko lose. So the judges were in the fix, you know, were in the bag for Shevchenko. I don't know. They were in Singapore. So, I mean, they were halfway across the, they were on the other side of the globe doing this fight. So, I mean, maybe, but I mean, Dana White wasn't even there. Dana White was celebrating his kid's 21st birthday here in Vegas, which by the way, Dana White's kid turning 21, dad knows how to throw a party, man. <laughs> oh my God. I was at a, I was at a graduation party Saturday myself here in town. Yeah. I didn't get to watch the fight live and I'm going to try to watch the replay. Um, probably not today or tomorrow. I've got a lot of stuff going on, but I want to watch it just to see. Does it, so, I mean, you've been watching fights and betting on fights and things like this. And like, so have I, so it doesn't affect, I think we know what we're getting into when yeah. we make plays. and book I know stuff. the pool I'm jumping into when I go in. Yes. <laughs> Do you think though, with people that don't, mm. does it become a one-off? where they like they're watching it and they go, man, like it's hard enough to get somebody to actually, all right, I'm going to try this. I I just know like on a broadcast and I come in and I bet $5 or whatever their denomination is. And they watch the fight and they see the decision and go, man, I ain't doing that again. Like it's bad for business. I I will say, I, I will say this, you know, in terms of like the daily podcasts that I do numbers wise, Saturdays when I have my podcast, which is primarily filled with UFC, like Saturday night, there yes. were three UFC bets. Yes. I had one, 
hockey bet. I had three UFC bets. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, the audience numbers will be down anywhere from 30 to 50%. Right. People just don't like you either like betting UFC or you don't bet. Or at all. you don't bet it at all. And you have absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. And you see the headline three UFC fights and you're like, I don't care. I'm not going to listen today right. because you just, because they're not interested. It's, I love betting boxing. I love betting UFC. I think it's extremely entertaining. I think it's extremely interesting, the different ways you can bet and the different, but you have to follow it closely. Like you can't just pick it up and go, Oh, there's a UFC card tonight. I'm going to bet it once every six months. Like you can do that with baseball or basketball or football. Cause you have a generalized opinion as to what's going on. But like, if you don't know who Talia Santos is and where she's from and what she's done and do the homework and know the information and look at the stats, it's really hard. I mean, it's not something oh. you just like walk into <laughs> and be like, um, Yuri Prohaska is an actual samurai. Like he's a legitimate <laughs> samurai. Like if they're like, you see this dude with this bobbing weird, like man, Bob thing. And you're like, what the hell is that guy doing? And Glover Teixeira is from Danbury, Connecticut, but he's from Brazil and he's the lightweight champion. How did he win that belt? And why is he what? Huh? Like, so there's, you have to understand the progression of each division in the UFC and it's work. Like you've got to know the storylines and who could come next? And what's what's the next fight potential? And how yeah, does the somebody listen, Matthew? Some people just want the picks. Yeah, like some, some people just some people just want the picks. And, and I then, give you that, and that's great. And yeah. I'm and I, that's what I give you. I'm going to give you just the picks, and that's it. But you have to understand what you're getting into, because like you said, nice. some people are one offs. So if I'm wrong, and I went one and two on the night, you're out. So, so <laughs> I went. So I I'm done. So it's, I went two and two on the day because I right. had Tampa in regulation. Yeah. So overall, I was two and two. But I went one and two on the card, and I have said you know Valentina Shinteko by decision was minus one fifteen. So it was you know laying juice on that because it was the most likely outcome. So I had that. But if you don't like it, I mean, if you're bad, you're you're right. It's a one off. You better watch it. Done. I mean, like, and this happened to me my entire life. Like people think, oh, Dave's, you know, he's either booking the games or he's betting the games or this or that. So they say, hey, who do you like in the fight? And you tell them, well, I mean, this is what I, I heard from a guy. You know, and most of the time, you are my UFC guy. You know, between <laughs> you and and Anik now's involved and all this stuff. Like, um, you know, we got Nikki Kalikas. I mean, he's another guy whose opinion I just respect. I love watching the fights, but like, you know, Joey Odessa. I mean, Bagels. Like, I could text him anytime. Give me, give me, give me three. Him and Casey Olsen are my favorite. And Casey, Casey's great too. Those two. So I, like, I, I got guys people, that, people are always like, who do you talk to? I'm like, I always run my picks by people. And I come up always. and I go, I go, where are you going to be? Here's where I am. Where are you going to be? And I love getting their, their feedback and like, yeah, but, or yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's, it's, right. it's, it's always great to run, get people's minds going and, and, and pick their brains as to how they think the fight's going to go. And you can completely disagree. Of course. Like, that's the best yeah. part. Like I love I hate when you do that and you're thinking something and they give you the exact same thing. And I'm like, all right, what are we missing here? Is it that easy? Always ask those questions, but you give someone something and then the judges do rob you of the fight. And now it's your fault. Like, why did you yeah, give it? Right. Like, I, I, I had it right. Like, I think I had it right. You know, but people, that's the way they bet this. So I think cautiously, you have to be careful if you're the UFC. You have to, like, the integrity of the sport is still very important. They're not going to pay integrity fees and stuff like the books want them to. Yeah. But it can't be in question if you're going to do the betting because then it reduces handle. And UFC, I think, has been on the way up for two years. Mm. 
anything like this happens, it just takes it away. Down. Look, I, I I have boxing coaches here who are professional boxing coaches that that I look to and I and I talk to about different fights and break. How do they see it going? It was when I, when I was training in the gym. That's what I would I would yell it out to the entire gym. I go, all right, who's got who? Where are we? Where, where are we? And I would look at different <laughs> opinions and I would look at different people. And like, there's Hall of Fame boxing coaches that were at my gym. And like, yeah. I would ask them to break it down. And like, what do you think? What do you? And that's, I mean, being in Vegas, this is the, probably the number one thing that separates living here from not living here is that we have access to very sharp combat sport minds. Not just betting oh. minds, but like legitimate combat sports. I minds. don't want them to be betting minds. Those guys are the best minds. Right. Because they don't know, though, they don't even know the odds. Tell me who's going to win the fight. That's all. I know the odds. I don't need you to know the odds. And I don't even want you to be someone who bets. I want you to tell me why you think this guy's going to win or how the fight's going to go. Mm -hmm. And then I'll determine whether I'm going to bet or not or whether the odds. Right. Are, like that's the best thing we have going for sure with a lot of people that you know they know the they they know the odds, but the boxing and the and the MMA stuff is right here. Like I coached Frank Mir's daughter. Huh? I, I see him to, at my gym all the time. Frank Mir's at my gym all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's Frank Mir. Just say hey, Frank. So is Canseco up? too. Frank Mir and Jose Canseco are the two people. Jose I looks unbelievable, doesn't he? <laughs> At 58 years old, yeah. I can only hope and pray I could ever get close to that at 58. Like, yeah. seriously. Just, but the guy's still committed. But, yes, like, in retrospect, too, those guys don't know shit either. Oh, no. About the bets. Like, right. So you have to listen and take it into account. But just because they tell you something doesn't mean, oh, you automatically go bet it. Because – They've well, if wrong. you want to learn, bebop underscore boxing on Instagram. Okay. It's, it's what is it? Bebop underscore boxing on Instagram. Okay. okay. It's my guy, Chris, coaches a lot of pro fighters here in Vegas. He does film study and he will literally break down fights on his Instagram and he will go through it and explain to you the different techniques and strategies that are being employed and why some fighters are working, some fighters are not. And it's so fascinating to watch him go through a big fight. And say, okay, this is why this went down, or this is the mistake this fighter made. And then you just, I just completely categorize it. Now I've, I know him well, so I ask him all the time about fighting. But if you're interested in combat sports, that's a really good Instagram account to follow because he is really good at explaining what's happening from a boxing perspective. And he does some UFC too, depending on what happens with, with, with the with the fight. If it's more of a boxing type of fight, he'll break it down as well. But those are the, I mean, if you're going to bet combat sports, you do have to study. Like you do have to keep your homework up and knowing who is the next in line, what the rankings are, what the push is going to be from a company perspective. Does the UFC or top rank or whomever, are they trying to elevate the fighter? And sometimes they give them patsies, like they give them a cupcake for right. a reason. And those are the guys you just come in and you lay minus 500 on because you know it's a W and you just kind of <laughs> – don't need to worry about it. Tomato cans. That's yeah. what they show. They're, they're tomato cans. Yep. And, it's, and if you need to know that because tomato it's, it's, it's going to be just a, you know, that's a, that's a sledgehammer where you're comfortable laying it. You mentioned with the Mayweather McGregor fight where you were comfortable laying four five, 600. I was looking to, I was looking to borrow and beg and steal for as much money as I could. That was definitely the biggest wager I ever made and biggest wager that a lot of people ever made. Did you sweat at all? Were you nervous? First round, I was like, what is Floyd doing? Like, carrying, seriously, what is this? Because the first thing I him. thought was, 
I was like, is this a setup? Did we all get taken? Like all of us? Because all of us had it. I mean, everyone in the industry had it. Like people literally were trying to get like credit card advances. I'm not saying to ever do this, but they were trying to borrow as much money as they could so they could run around town and bet as much as they could on Floyd. After the first round, I remember. (laughs) Wow, you were nervous. I I looked over and I went, went, did he get us? I said, yeah. did he get us? Because he, we were thinking for years, like, Floyd's going to help pay off the town. I mean, Floyd paid off the town by doing the fights. Yeah. Like, a lot of people came. And, you know, the Pacquiao fight was the payoff. Like, yeah. everybody got paid in town. Like, that was where they came from all over the world. And whatever happened, happened. Whether Pacquiao was healthy, I don't know. Right. But sure. then this one happened. And the first thought was, was did he get us? I literally sent one guy a text right now. I call him Dr. Greg. I said, Did he get us? And he's like, relax. And then the second round happened, and then the third round happened, and we were done. We yeah, were like, I, I, okay. I I I bought in. I was I was part of the media problem that was saying, I thought first four rounds, McGregor unloads, empties the tank. If it goes past round four, he loses. Yeah. And then the first round comes out and he came out on fire. And I went, he's gonna do it. And then he stopped. And I went, oh. <laughs> You son of a, <laughs> and Mayweather carried him for those four, five, six, seven rounds. And he could have yeah. ended it whenever he wanted to have ended yes. it. He could have ended it somehow went 10 rounds to get the over. But yes. I still think that Mayweather got the over and bet himself. So he's just like, <laughs> I'm just going to carry him. It was like seven and a half rounds was the total. He's like, I'm going to carry it over to 10. That? What was the juice on like Mayweather minus what? 600 it closed i think at well no it got down as low as four dollars minus okay. 400 it opened at minus minus, 10, minus my thousand was it open? minus 1500 in places it opened yeah. and it got to the point where i mean the number on the other side was astronomical the only people was, betting on mayweather were the pros the entire public me included were betting on mcgregor it was unbelievable and yep. I was I was working at the Cosmo at the time and trying to explain to people like, look, I know that you would take 25% on your money in 45 minutes. This is an investment. You give me 400, I'm going to give you 500. That's 25%. In 45 minutes, yep. I'm going to get, you give me this 400 right now, I'm going to give you 500 in an hour. That's 25% earned on your money. It cannot lose. And they're like, yeah, but I want to take the other guy. <laughs> I heard he's going to win. I've heard he's, he's, he's younger and he's, he can box and he's this. And he's, I remember hearing it going, I can't, I'm, I'm Dave, I did a week of radio row from downtown in Vegas on the strip. I did the, five shows. From the Radio hype Row. was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was. I mean, I had Megan O'Leavy from all the countries. I had Megan on the on the world tour. She was all over the place. She was flying to all the different places, London, and you know all the different. I forget the three stops that they went to, but I think it was Vegas, New York, and London. I think it was the three places that they wound up going. I think that's right. But yeah, I mean, I I was I was hook lined and sinker on that. That was. You know, I was on Radio Row. We were doing a bunch of different things online streaming. I never streamed the show before. We had the show live. I had Dimitri Johnson sitting down. I had all these celebrities sitting down. I was next to Barstool Sports, and that's when Robbie Fox got into it with Floyd Sr. Oh. And the fight and the and the, and the jab, and he was doing oh. the jab thing. It was like we was right next to me watching oh. that, that whole thing go down. And 
I almost lost a friend over it. I had a, you know, one of the softball dads, dear friend of mine, we were talking and I said, he goes, I want to bet a hundred thousand on McGregor. Oh no. And I said, you want to what? And he goes, I want to bet a hundred thousand on McGregor. I said, I'll take it. He said, what do you mean? You'll take it. He said, you'll pay me plus three fifty. I said, plus $3. Yeah. That's it's minus four plus three right now. I said, I'll take it. And he's like, well, I'm going to break your family. I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I'm like, you ain't going to win. <laughs> and he goes, you're that sure. And I said, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. I said, I don't want to take a hundred thousand from you, but I'm telling you, don't bet it. Cause he's going to drive down to like MGM and go bet it. And they can't wait to take a hundred thousand on McGregor. Like he seriously, I said, why Whoa. didn't you bet it when it was plus 800? If you bet it, he's like, well, I've been, I've been watching it. Like, I think he's got a chance. The mouth, man. The mouth is just a wild thing. A guy can talk you into anything. If you're he, not listening, he talked, not listen. he talked the world into believing what he was yeah. going to do. Yeah. I mean, it was, we'll never see anything like that again. Uh, that, oh, we might. We I might. don't know. Uh, but that was, that was the ultimate Haley's comment. That was, I don't know if I'll ever see two fighters like that, where they have both the ability to talk to each other, that there was racial undertones, there were All international issues. There were so many things that were rolling the English and the Irish pulling for, you know, pulling a, for McGregor, the American fight fan thinking about betting Floyd, but not liking Floyd because he plays the heel so much and not really wanting to believe that Floyd's the best boxer of all time. He's 49 and 0. He's going for 50. He's old. McGregor's younger. He's a southpaw. He hits harder. The thing, the number one thing that stunned me the most is how much McGregor benefits from a four ounce glove that he has pinpoint accuracy, but not overwhelming power. And the four ounce glove allows him to knock people out because he puts it right on the button. And with a glove that was 12 ounces, nothing, nothing happened. Damage just did not occur. You were not hitting Floyd and knocking Floyd out. So if, if it's a sure thing, kind of to follow up on what you were talking about last week, Matt, do you ignore the juice if it's a sure thing, even if it's, yes. you know, minus 600, whatever? The only time I've ever bet laying $5 is a combat sports fight. I never do it, but I will do it for certain for fights because fights can be like Dave's talking about. The fights can just be there's no bleeping way they're losing. <laughs> like the number should be minus 2,000 or minus 30,000. Like it doesn't matter what the number is. This fighter's not losing. I've had guys do it with um, – it has to be one-on-one stuff. It yep. can't be like a team sport no. laying that big juice, Farah. You can't do it because literally anything can happen. Like you, we watch these pitchers and, and baseball. You, you can't, you, I don't like laying more than 180 ever on right. anything in, in baseball. It's just too hard. Football, you can maybe sometimes, if the line should be this and you know that they're going to win the game, like you can do it then. Because that can be a dominated sport. Basketball, there's no chance. There's zero chance it would ever do it. In hockey, zero chance. There's so few goals. No way. Individual sports, I've done it and seen it done with tennis, where you can lay a $4 favorite in a tennis match. I got a couple good tennis people um, that will tell you there's unless they get hurt, they're not losing. They can't, the other person can't just beat them in three out of five sets. Women sometimes gets a little bit nerve wracking because it's only two out of three, but three out of five is a real win. Mm. But no, there's, there, there's when 
I mean, I saw it yesterday during the golf. I was I was doing in-game live, and I was doing it with Dubsy, actually. He filled in, and he asked me, is Rory a good bet right now? Minus 300. It was on the 12th hole or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, I think it is because it should probably be minus 600. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you if you can find value in laying $3, if it should be higher in your opinion, yes, you can ignore the juice and lay it. Do you ever get mad at that word value that gets thrown around? Hate it. I can't stand it. I can't I stand like it. It's become this word now where a lot of people don't actually know. I feel like, and not to say I always do, but like, I feel like a lot of people throw that word around value and make them, there's so much value. Like, really? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, do you know what value really is? Cause you're right. Minus 300 to minus 600 is value, but that's not what people normally describe as quote value. Oh no, it's always a plus and it's always a good price that lost. It's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's CLV. I mean, we've done it with hundred you know, percent. Yes. It's the CLV, the closing line value. I'm, I, I got to go find some new cans, by the way, with the CLV on it. I got a couple uh, oh. in, in the rotation so we can oh. drop those for the chat and for, you know, the Twitter, but no, the value thing is, did it win? Did it win? That has value. Did it lose? Okay. How much value does that have? Well, Making good bets is is important, okay? And you need to do that. Sometimes they don't win. That's fine. But the, when the buzzwords start going, you know, with all the micro market betting and all the all the ecosystems and now the ever never-ending search for value in the sports betting content business, I love when I hear it because then I throw it back like, oh, there's a lot of value there. And then <laughs> when I hear myself saying it, I'm reminded like, you jag off, stop talking about that. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, the team of the day is the Bengals. So we'll get to that schedule here coming up in yes. a second. But you mentioned golf and meant to mention Rory. Yes. So look, the Live Golf Tour is going to be the topic today, tomorrow, for the entire week in Brookline for the US Open coming yes. up. Yes. But what do you make of Rory's comments after winning, saying, I got number 21, which is one more than Norman? And Greg Norman, obviously, heavily involved here in the Live Tour. Could we? Could this actually be a benefit for the PGA Tour that the Live Tour is out there? Because it gives them a foil. It gives them a chance to do something that we don't normally see in golf, which is essentially have a heel and a, a baby face, a good guy, whatever you want, wrestling term you want to use, that the PGA Tour actually can can have someone to go up against finally? What is the, t- uh, the saying? A rising tide raises all boats, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. This is good for everybody. I think it brings up golf. It brings up, it can get pretty uh, stuffy. Let's say golf. Like there's a lot of people that just don't relate to it because they don't golf. And now you have storylines. You Mm -hmm. have, I mean, the Bryson and uh, Brooks Kepka thing was actually fun last year. Got a lot of hits on social media. People talked about it, resulted in the match, the talk between the two. And then they bro hugged and played together on the Ryder Cup. These guys know what they're doing. Rory knows what he's doing, taking a shot at Norman right now, the week before. But it felt real, though. Like hundred, that was even better. That's why yeah, I it felt it, re- it felt real to me. I mean, the yeah. the the the, the Monahan quote to on CBS to Jim Nance of, you know, he asked golfers, have you ever had to apologize for being on the PGA tour? Which was a pretty interesting line. I thought he said was like, okay. And now these guys are going to be, I mean, Phil Mickelson is, I think right now holding his 
press conference in Boston. He's the first one to speak to the media right now. Dustin Johnson also is going to have to speak to the media. Dustin Johnson reportedly over the weekend committed to four years of playing golf on the Live Tour, and he was asked about playing golf, and he said, I joined the Live Tour to play less golf, not more golf. I don't want to play more golf. I want to play less. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Like that's a, You don't normally hear an athlete in their honest. prime. Honest. Yeah, say that. I don't mind the honesty. I appreciate the honesty. I might listen. I was not even, I didn't pay. If this was basketball, Dave, he would get roasted. He's going to get roasted anyway. If it was He's baseball, if it was basketball, if it was a team sport, any form or fashion, if you line up and say, my goal is to play less, not more, is like, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the idea. Like, Brooks Kepka wanted to be a baseball player, didn't want to be a golfer. He's like, I yeah. want to play baseball. Yeah. I was better at golf. So I just Me went too. and played golf. Yeah. That's it, it. Those are the, I mean, I agree with you. The honesty is refreshing, but it's just not what we typically see from an athlete competing at the highest level. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. I, when they, when they just talk because they're getting paid now, they don't, they don't, a lot of times we see it in, in, in this space, media mm-hmm. space, whatever you, when you can't say what you really want to say, cause you got to get paid. Well, now when you got paid and you can say what you really want, the stuff's better. It's, it's more, it's, it's more honest. And I think it gives people the freedom to be real, mm. to live things, opening up doors that were not ever open before. What do you mean? You get paid for showing up. Well, like the people, golfers, golfers, are golfers have been go. getting paid for showing up a long time. Tiger's been getting paid. Phil's been getting paid to do it. Only the overseas. top P roll. Now well, this the is bottom still, guy. No, this is, I mean, this is still gets, 20, it's like paid. 20. Yeah, this is like 20 guys. I mean, I mean, there are no cuts. So yes, you're right about that, that there are no, there are no cuts, but the golf sucks. I mean, it's yeah. The lowest round for the guys in the final round yesterday were 64. Live golf got won by Charles Schwartzel, who shot like a, like a 70 on the last run, the last hole in the last round. Maybe the course was harder in London. Yeah, not for what everyone said it was. It was not. It was not high quality golf. I mean, the the, the live tour. You're not going to watch the live tour for high quality golf. I mean, it's just you just aren't. You're going to watch because you like the names. But after watching one event and then watching the RBC over the weekend, the live tour is not going to be around for long. I mean, it's it's they can fund it as long as they want to fund it, but no one's going to pay attention to it. It's just going to be another golf tournament. Well, People, no one's going to pay attention to it because they won't allow them to pay attention to what it do you mean? until somebody gets involved. Liv, Liv could sign a TV deal with somebody right now. They could buy a TV network if they want. They put it on Facebook and YouTube. Right. Like, they, right they, don't now, have broad, they don't have broadcast. So they're, they're paid $400 million for four How golfers. many people want to watch the golf other than the majors? A lot. They want to go. They want to be there. It depends on the, on where it is and when it is and how it is. A lot of these golf tournaments are significant moments in the calendar for the markets that they're in. Very they're, much so. And this, started, this started last week. This started, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago, and they, they had a golf tournament. Like it yeah, has only 14. I know it was only 14 events for the live tour. And without major distribution in America and without having the prestige, golf is a long-standing prestigious type of event. The U.S. Open, the Masters, the PGA, talking about golf courses and tournaments and, and trophies that were, you know, Walter Hagen and Jack Nicholas and all of these big people, people these big names. People today don't, they don't even know who those people are. I disagree with that. I think golf fans know who those people are. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're going to a golf tournament, you love the game of golf, you know who the, the greats are. You know who Jack is and Arnold and Gary Player, and you know who these guys are. And they all competed at the highest level. And it's that's not a why. a kid under 30 who knows who Walter Hagen is. I don't know if that's true. 
I mean, no, they shop at Dick's Sporting Goods. No, no idea. No idea. Who Walt is? All right. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> no. if, if you love the game of golf like I do, I mean, if you, well, if up, you love the game, but that's what we talk about. Whoever loves yeah, the sports, I would, they know I would it, hand but. down to my kid. If Madeline wanted to play golf, I would teach her who Walter Hagen is. I would teach. I mean, I learned who Walter Hagen was when I was in my in, in my teens because I started to re- read up a, about professional golfers and yes. how did pro golfers become pros and how Bobby Jones looked down on Walter Hagen for years because Walter Hagen showed up, got paid to play, and he and Bobby was like, "I would never take money for anything," and it was like this highfalutin, you right. know, which snobby. sounds like the PGA Tour. And Walter I don't think Hagen so. sounds like the live tour. Uh, Let's go okay. back a hundred years. That's Maybe. exactly what went on. Yeah. But the problem is, is that this is being funded by companies, but by, by, by a country that's got a history with us that is really bad. That whole thing is a separate issue. And but I it's, think a, it's, to- uh, it's not issue though, Dave. I mean, well, you're talking about people who are, who have nine 11 survivors who wrote a very, yes. very strict letter to yes. all the players that said, you do remember that the the 9-11 hijackers were funded by the Saudi government and they all came from Saudi Arabia, right? Yes. You guys do know this, right? And you can talk about how much money they're giving you and whatever's going on. And everyone's trying to make the comparison to Nike and saying Nike has child labor and people are sponsored by Nike on the PGA Tour all the time. And there's truth to that. Yes. Except one big problem. Nike is an American company, okay? Nike is based in Oregon, okay? Nike well, they employs- have their corporate headquarters in Oregon, but they make everything over there. Fine, in China. But Walmart yeah. is owned by a co- – Walmart buys more from China than anybody else, but it's right. owned by a family in Arkansas, okay? There's American ties to certain companies that do have practices that are somewhat unseemly and wrong. But this yes. tour is owned by a foreign government that's trying or foreign organization, which is trying to end a U.S. practice in a U.S. tour. Yes. A lot of people are going to have big problems with that. And a lot of people are going to say, I'm not watching or supporting this simply based upon that principle. Yeah. And so you can say, oh, you know, everyone's hands are bloody. Everyone's hands are dirty when it comes to how this international world operates. I get it to a point. But there is no comparison to what has happened in the history of Saudi Arabia. You want to be a woman in Saudi Arabia? I mean, it's a, it's a whole different story. That's a, that's, oh, a tough, so. t- that's a tough topic. But my, my question is, what's to stop them or anybody else, any other government with giant money to um, like, what if they just started their own NFL or their own NBA? They could. And then they, they, could. Pay, and and then they paid the, the, the players a billion bucks to go play like. Why 100% could happen if they wanted to. Could they not do that? You know, I mean, they could, but it would be a it's financial. A pretty, it's a pretty gnarly circumstance, I think. Correct. I'm not knocking the players for taking the money. I understand if somebody wanted to pay you five times what you're making now, you would have to think twice and long hard hard about it and be like, you know what? You know, I'm I'm gonna take it. But you know, Pat Perez's wife is going on Instagram over the weekend and like hammering everybody who's making fun of Pat Perez because six months earlier he said, excuse it, you know, whatever it's two of fuck that tour is what Pat Perez on on Instagram. That's what he wrote. (laughs) Okay. And then Pat Perez signed with live over the weekend for $10 million. Right. So it's, there's hypocrisy. There's a lot of issues and this is very complicated and very tricky, but after, I don't think the live tour is going to be around for a long time. I I, I don't think it's going to be a major impact. And I can't wait to see what happens when some of the younger golfers want to play PGA tour events later in their life. Like Phil wants to be on the senior tour. Like that's, I mean, he won't play heavily, but he wants to be on the senior tour. He wants to play senior tour. He wants to play majors, wants to be, Phil is going to be having a problem. This is going to impact his legacy for a long time. And the one caveat that that, that Jay Monahan did say over the weekend is that they're suspended for now, meaning the PGA tour could go back on this 
if the live tour blew up and didn't work and these guys asked to come back, there could be a place for these players down the road. So maybe there's, there's always going to be a place for them. Maybe. I, I, I hope that at some point Phil comes to his, if senses. they draw ratings or can sell tickets, they're commodities, just like the rest of us. I would agree. I just think the live tours juice the PGA tour in a really cool way. I think it's neat. I actually like it. I like Rory's jab. I like the crowd. I mean, the golf was outstanding yesterday down the stretch. It was so good to watch Rory and JT and the shot making and Tony Finau. And it was, it was great theater. Did you see the video Finau driving to the, the, he said final round vibes. I saw you wanted to win so bad. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's the, but that's, I think what's going to happen because of the live tour is those things are going to become more and more prevalent. They should have been all personality. Fine. I I agree. Personality in golf has been great. I think those, listen, those guys will be doing it. That's the best part about all of it. The competition is the thing. That's the story, but there's so many stories behind that. And if guys can be themselves because at any point they may get the call, Hey, you want to come play in a live tour? We'll give you 10 million up front and we'll give you you know, the, the opportunity to win $5 million this weekend. It reeks of the sports books to me. It reeks of like the bonuses in the beginning. And then everyone wakes up and realizes, Oh, I can't operate like this. I can't give $400 million because we, we allowed know. to say, are we allowed, are we allowed to say <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very similar to like, I mean, because what if like the UK, somebody, you know, <laughs> uh, Zach, the hat has a company over there or somebody just says, Hey, we want to, we, we want to give you a, you know, a million I'm just saying it, it just feels BDB. that way. Like in the beginning, they're going to give you comes everything. to us and says, Hey, we're going to do a million dollars. to BDB. I'm a whore. I've always said that. I mean, that's, well, that's, 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 that's a word <laughs> that I don't know if the kids needed to know right now. <laughs> Sorry. 11 o'clock AM. Put <laughs> it in the notes, Farah. I yeah. think that one needs to, be. that's not a swear. <laughs> I just said the F word. <laughs> that's, that was that's 10 a swear. Seven. That's a swear. Not a whore. <laughs> then that's not a that's not a swear i like I, that I, voice I, fair i see what I, you're doing that's, i'm aware of it I am a DJ, uh, brother. that's what i do <laughs> real quick but, but before we get to basketball tonight um yes. did you see the story about lynn grant no okay this is i this is my favorite story of the weekend 22 year old swedish female golfer live lynn grant yeah played a euro tour event okay became the first female to win a male Euro tour event over the weekend. 22 by six strokes. She didn't just beat the boys took their, she took their lunch and dinner. She beat the living daylights out of the Euro tour. Her career. She should start golfing right now. Seriously. Right. Because, because you can do it as a, as a woman, you can compete with anybody. If you learn how to play, you can play. So this 22-year-old is a name to pay attention to because I remember Arnika Sorenstam. I'm sure people in the audience remember when she played against the guys. Same thing happened with Michelle Wee. Those are the last two females to give a crack on the PGA Tour, to get exemptions, to play Sony Opens and whatnot. This Swedish golfer won a Euro Tour event by six strokes at 22 years of age. Her career earnings was 31000 She won 300000 yesterday in this event. I can't wait to see where she goes. Damn. This is a fun story, a name to keep an eye on as we progress later into golf. But most likely, she's going to want to come over here and get a chance to play in a PGA Tour event. And I'm all for it. 
I can't wait to watch it. That is, uh, that's awesome. I, I, I love it. I, I, there's, I guess she's Swedish. I don't know what they do over in Sweden because Sorenstam was from there too, but they, they have females who can hit a golf ball, who can putt, who can hit, who can play. And she beat the living crap out of Henrik Stenson, who was the, who was actually the, the, the tournament's um, host. She beat him. He came in second place. She beat him by six strokes. So a guy who's been competitive on the PGA tour, she beat him by six strokes. And she played from the men's tees yeah. and all the stuff like oh, yeah. there was no debate, like no, 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 you know, giving her a shot, giving her a leg up. No, she played the same with the guys and she beat them. Man, that's awesome. That's it's like, that's, like, that's, like she, she dunked on them. Like she didn't beat them. She dunked that's on what them. I mean. yeah, you take, <laughs> she, she took their lunch and dinner. Everybody went home hungry. She, she took it all. Very, very, uh, very cool. So watch the name. The, the, you got to remember that. Lynn Grant out of Sweden. Watch the 22-year-old and see what she could potentially do. So, all right, game five tonight. Warriors minus four. Tony Brothers is refereeing this game. So Boston, what does that mean? That means Boston's Warriors. Three and 12 straight up with Tony Brothers on the court. Oh, they are. This is this means Celtics. No, three and 12 straight up. The Celtics are. Correct. This means Warriors. Correct. However... And then we got the extender will probably be in game six in Boston. Probably so. However, there is one, there is one hook here on this. Mark Davis. So Mark Davis, Boston is 10 and nine straight up home favorites of less than five points or three and 10 straight up one in 12 ATS one in three straight up ATS this postseason. So Mark Davis might counteract Tony brothers. (laughs) So you may have a little bit of a contrasting. You can't pull too much from this, but brothers bad for Boston Davis bad for the Warriors. What the hell does that mean? What's the bet? Boston money line. Warriors minus four. Either or just bet either one. Warriors winning cover. Boston wins outright. Does the line close for four and a half? Maybe. I don't think it goes up. I think it goes down. Already going up though, over three and a half to four overnight. There's still three, half or three and a half, and the other half are fours. Okay, so it's going up. I don't think it's going past four though. Okay, I think it goes back to three and a half because mm-hmm. you know if you go to four and a half, you get an auto bet on the sub. Boston, yeah, yeah. Um, totals coming down. Spread makes no sense to me though. I mean, like, why? Why? Why are you betting the spread? Like, why would you bet the spread? If you're taking Boston plus four. Yeah. Like why just take money line, like Boston, either Boston wins or Boston's going to lose by six plus. Right. Like the numbers are just, it's just like, I don't get why you'd let, I don't get why you would lay minus minus one ten plus four right now. Just bet the plus plus one forty. Correct. So like take the plus money. I bet the warriors plus plus one forty five in game four betting Boston plus plus one forty in game five. Is this over in six then? I don't know because I think the Warriors can win in Boston. We've seen it. Boston's bad at home. That's my question to you. Why? What? What rhyme or reason can you come up with for Boston being better on the road than at home? I have no damn idea. They're significantly better on the road than at home. Significantly. Some teams in sports play better on the road because one, there's way less distractions. That's my two. You can play your road game. Like there's just certain teams in, I mean, in hockey and basketball, I don't know if it means as much in, in football and in 
baseball, there's a specific way to play when you play a good road game. Mm-hmm. The Celtics can do it. You know, they they do what they do. There's no distractions. I, I, I've seen it. Like, you, you've seen these games. We saw road trips back in January where they were going and playing their game, and it didn't matter who the officials were. It didn't matter how the crowd was. Did they, they could not be stopped. So I don't think they have any fear of the road as well. Like, it doesn't affect this team. I'm impressed with the coach. To be able to do that with such a young team, they go through moments, P. Ralt, though. Like, and they do it, I think, at home more than they do on the road, where they get loose, they get off the rails, they get like, you forget what we're supposed to be doing, and they kind of just do it. Like, you see Smart taking three, four shots in a row. You see Jalen Brown dribbling way too much, they get and trying to do too much. They get tight. They they don't it's, they, they they just get tight. They, they just get they 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 grip they grip they grip the club too tight, grip the bat too tight. They just they grip. And you can see it and you and it's it's the oh no part of the game. Like everything's flowing, everything's feeling good, everyone's loosey-goosey, and then it's like you miss a shot, they hit a shot, miss a shot, turn the ball over. Miss a shot, they hit a shot. Your lead of ten goes to four, and your butt goes, and you get the sphincter tightening, and they don't <laughs> react well to it. And it's like you just, as a Celtics fan, you just see it. You're like, oh god, no! Like here they go. So on the road, I think what happens is that they've got the bleep you mentality. And they don't worry. Like they know already going in, it's going to be tight and tough. So they're from the get go. They're already jacked up and their adrenaline's pumping and they never have that relaxing moment. Cause I feel like sometimes they think that they win games like, okay, oh, we won. And all of a sudden it's like, oh no, here comes Steph. And it's three, three, three. And then it's a game again. And they're not mentally prepared to get back into it. So on the road, they're already there. They're already mentally clicked in. They're already knowing that the runs are going to happen, that they're going to go down, they're going to go up. Like they're prepared mentally for that roller coaster. We're at home. They feel more like we're supposed to win this and we're going to lose this in front of our fans. You know, my girlfriend, my kid, my brother, my dad, all these people are here watching me. Oh, no. And they mentally get distracted. Well, you can feel that in the building. Like you can feel it in... If you've ever played those, you know, played the game, if you ever played basketball, if you ever played sports, there's times when you're just playing and you can't stop it. Like there has to be a timeout. There has to be somebody got to get everything back, snap it and stop that momentum at home. It's terrible. It's it's it just piles on because it comes. The energy comes from the fans on a road. It's not there. You call timeout, like snap it together, you know, just hit somebody on the leg and say, all right, you good. Let's go. Let's let, we're back. So I think they can control it better and, and and do it that way. I don't know. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, you know, well, here's the here's the big question. Is this the Jason Tatum game? Because Jason Tatum has got to live up. He's 24 years old. It's asking a lot of a guy in his first ever finals <sighs> appearance. He's not going to match Steph Curry. But Boston Boston needs an alpha and it's supposed to be Jason Tatum. It hasn't been Jason Tatum in this series. He gets a little bit of a pass because of his age too. So, so can it be someone else? Can it be Brown? 
it can't be Brown. He's too much of a liability with the basketball in his hands. I mean, I mean, literally, if the he basket- gets hot early and starts rolling, can he score to 40 plus? And, he and can. Yes, and he did. I mean, he did that in game three. Can That's he do he, it again? I think the matchups, I think Steve Kerr has made it kind of the point that it ain't going to be Tatum that gets us. Right. So I don't know if, if, you know, if the graphic is this the game Jason Tatum shows up, he's shown up every game. But not in the scoring way, not in yeah, the outcome. He missed a way. lot of shots, though, Dave. He has. Well, a I mean, this, lot is, of this, shots. Is, this is what's called playing defense. And this is also, you know, being in your first NBA finals at 24 with the weight of the world on your shoulders. And, but get and to the, the rim, get to the foul line. That's they're not letting them get the ball, get out of my way. Like you have to force mm-hmm. it. Like if you want to be a superstar in the NBA, you got to force the referees to make superstar calls. You got to force the issue. You got to force them. You can't get frustrated. You can't get embarrassed. If you get blocked or you get stopped and they don't call, don't complain to the referees, go back on defense, get the ball again and do it again. Make them make the call over and over again. And if not late, make it happen early. So you get to the free throw line and and score all your points at the foul line. I mean, make them (laughs) blow the whistle. You're right. Um, By the way, have you seen the movie hustle yet? Not. I've heard good things though. Must Hers, watch it. Here's the best Adam Sandler movie ever. Is this true? It was great. I wow. didn't like it. I loved it. I'm going to okay. watch it again. Um, I'm going to make Kendall watch it. Um, I'm going to make the kids watch it. It's just a really good story about fighting through adversity and all these basketball? different things. Yes. It's, it's a basketball movie. It's, it's got a movie. bunch of pros in it, right? A bunch of NBA all guys? pros. It's fan. I don't want to give you anything okay. other than just go watch it because I did that. Has it. Somebody said it to me. It's it's on Netflix. Guys, if you're watching on the chat or on, on Sports Grid later tonight, go watch it. Do yourself a favor. It's a great sports movie. It's a great life movie. Mm. But in it, he was training somebody, and he was hitting him with pads as he was driving to the hoop. Yeah. And he said, listen, you're going to be a rookie in the NBA. Nobody gives a shit. You're not going to get any calls. So you got to learn how to get to the free throw line. Literally said it. And I was like, huh. Sounds familiar right now. And you just said it again. Yeah. Like the path to victory for the Celtics may be on Tatum's shoulders to find a way. It also could be the passing for Tatum too, though. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I think he's he's done well. Well, he did that amazingly in game one. We had 13 assists. He needs to mimic that again. I'm not saying he has to score, but he has to be the cog where if he's driving and it gets shut off, Looney's there or Wiggins is there or whomever, and you can't get to the rim, you turn and you kick to the open shooter and you're distributing the basketball. You're forcing the defense to collapse, but your intention is to get to the foul line. If you don't get there, plan B is to kick it but he's got to be aggressive. He has to demand the basketball and he has to go and be aggressive with the basketball. And that's what I did not see in the last game. I really last two games. I haven't seen enough of it where it's give me the damn ball, get out of the way, let's go. And you have to be willing to live with the outcome of it. I feel like he's trying to be perfect. He wants everything to be exactly right. He's 24. It's what I mean. Isn't this youth? Yes. 100%. Like, can you you imagine us doing this show? No. 20 years ago Horrible. and trying no. to do what we're doing and yeah. worrying about what it looks like, what we're wearing, all this other things right. like, and now being able to just say, fuck it and let's get it done yeah. and we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Like this is, this is youth versus experience in life. He yeah. is trying to be perfect because he doesn't want to lose right. when you play not to lose instead of playing to win in life. It holds you back. 
And he plays better on the road for this reason, because he's not afraid to lose on the road. Exactly. He's not expected to win. At home, he's expected to win. You're walking down the streets in Boston. You're driving down Causeway Street. You're driving to the game. Everyone sees your fancy sports car, and they're like, here comes Jason Tatum. Oh, my gosh. There's this really popular website in Boston going around and asking girls, which Boston Celtics player would you cheat on your boyfriend with? And the overwhelming number of people saying is Jason Tatum. He's like Jason Tatum, just him, just him. So it's just what it's where he is in this in the city right now. He's the hottest thing. He's the biggest name. He's the biggest star in the city of Boston right now. The Bruins are done. The Red Sox are figuring it out, but they've been bad. And 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 the the Patriots are going to be. I mean, Mac Jones hasn't won anything yet. Mac Jones wins something. Mac Jones will be the biggest star in in, in Boston. But right now, it's Jason Tatum, and that's an unfamiliar place for a twenty four year old to be. It's a lot yes. of pressure. On, on a kid to, to have that. You're in the NBA finals at 24 years old. So you know what just, else is an unfamiliar place to be right now? What? My eight-year-old Kendall just posted in the chat, he's going to watch the movie again and fall asleep five minutes in. I mean, seriously, and the chat's blowing up right now. The chat loves it. That's they want to start a competing show. She might have to get her own camera and come in every once in a while to throw shade. Oh, that's that's what the kids say. My daughter's on. She's in the other. She's literally on the other side of this. Dunking wall. on you in your own house. In the house, people. That's a that's a rear back and bang. Uh, so this is a speaking of you know being cold and 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 having being dunked on. Oh. Joe Madden tried to stop the 12 game losing streak by going to the barber and getting a mohawk as he entered the building to go show the team that he had gotten a mohawk. Joe, come on in. They fired him before he could show the team that he had gotten a mohawk for them (sighs) on the terms of ice. That is ice cold, man. That is brutal. He did not see it coming clearly that he was going to get fired. It's so fun when you're when you're going through the stuff together, like with a team, and I mean, and equate it to like your family. When you got to shake things up, you got to do stuff like this. That's that's just a bad beat. Like that's that's like you know. But I mean, Joe's older. He got the money. He's he's a sharp dude. So he he got a mohawk. So then he could just he could go to the barber back and say, "Finish the job." But can you imagine? I'm fired. Do you see my hair? Do you see <laughs> what I did? I was going to go mohawk. in there and tell them we, we got to win because I, I said if we lose, I'm going to get a mo- mohawk. I can't go in and show the boys. I can't. No. Joe, no. you got to go. So Brutal. I don't know. Is there a man. lesson in there? Maybe no. get your hair cut after or bring the bring the guy into the clubhouse to shave it up. Or just know? know or just know what your status is with your team before you go and <laughs> change your appearance. <laughs> Because he clearly did not see the team was going to fire him. He clearly did not think that was possible. But I still had hair back in the day when my dad called and said, hey, I got a brain tumor. I'm going to get operated on. And I was like, I'm shaving my head tomorrow. He's like, Dave, relax. You don't have to do that. I'm like, no. If it means you got to go through chemo, everybody loses their hair in chemo. I'm going to shave my head. I called my brothers. I said, listen, we're all shaving our heads for dad. When we go pick them up, we're all shaving our heads. So when we get there. You know, he knows, and and my yeah. brothers were like, my one brother, Dan, brother Dan, you know, he always kept it tight. He shaved his head anyway. Brother Doug was pretending like he was still holding on to what was up top and stuff, and he was right. like, he's like, I automatically will shave it. So we all, you know, do it. We're doing it anyway. By that time, I'd already, long years ago, I was like, as soon as I start to go, I'm going to keep it clean. Yeah. So we go, <laughs> and my dad goes through the surgery, starts doing the stuff. 
his hair got better. He start, he looked like he got transplants. He was wow. doing the chemo. He had some of the best hair I've ever seen for 60 plus. And the three sons, the three Jagos that had shaved their heads to, for support. My, everybody quiet. was like, what is, that you guys is it normal? It goes the other way sometimes? I never heard that. I have no idea. That's amazing. It defied all the you want to go to chemotherapy, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. wow. That's, it was not human body is. So we amazing. all got haircut stories. Joe that's Madden crazy. lost that one. Yeah. Did it look one. good? I didn't even see it. Did anybody? No, see no, it? no one saw it. It just was reported from. What if it's, what if it's bullshit? What if it's, what did nah, he actually get him on I don't think it's BS. I think the reporters knew. I mean, he's reporters are reporting it. So like people covering the angels, somebody saw him with it. <laughs> Like somebody saw it and said, "Like, oh no, he got a mohawk and he didn't know, and now he's out." Damn. Uh, Giants sweep the Dodgers over the weekend. How about that? How do you feel about the Giants right now? Six games back before the weekend, three games back now in the loss column. Hello, knocking on the door there. Any best division in baseball? A best division in the National League. It's not. Yeah, of course. But I'm trying to think it's better than the, the AL East. I don't know if it's that's, better than the AL East. That's the two divisions in baseball. Yeah, right? Yankees, Toronto, and Tampa versus San Francisco. Wait a second. Yankees, Toronto, Tampa. You stopped short of one team there. The Red Sox are a borderline wildcard team. Come on now. Borderline. They're borderline. They're making the playoffs, Pete. Right? Only because of the way that they've structured the playoffs now. But like my goodness, like a you know, three blind mice can make the playoffs in the in, in, in baseball now. Like, oh, come on, it's ridiculous. Who's going to get in? Red Sox are three teams can come out of that division, right? There's only like five. Okay, but it's still not hard. If you are over five hundred with a pulse in the AL, you have a chance to make the playoffs. Come on, look at the Red Sox are three that's, games over five hundred. That's not a good baseball team. Three games over five hundred. It's no. June 13th. Okay, but being three games over 500 is not a good baseball team. They're 12 and a half games back of the Yankees. 12 and a half. They're the best team in baseball. They got the best record. Okay, I mean. but there was a day in time when you were 12 and a half games back come July 1st or in mid-June, and you were not a playoff team. I'm 45. Not anymore. I, I remember right. when, when you yeah. were in deep trouble being 12 and a half games back. Now it's like, eh, not a big deal. You don't even have to try anymore. You just have to, like, just get hot for a couple of weeks. Oh, you, you, just, a, you just got to get in the playoffs and make sure your rotation is set. If you get in the playoffs, yeah, your the rotation Red Sox is no bullpen. The Red Sox, by the way, if the Red Sox had a closer, the Red Sox would have six more wins. At think least. Of, think about that. Six. <laughs> they, would be, they would be right there with the Yankees if they just had a closer. And that's an indictment on the front office. Like, okay, like, guys, your bullpen, you knew going in, like, oh, not good. Man. Not Good. So that's, but so maybe they figure it out. Maybe the right, but I, I, I mean, but Dodgers, Giants, yep, Padres, yep, legit, like, 100%. and we haven't I, seen I Tatis mean, yet. I mean, Padres are legit, and we haven't seen Tatis yet. Wait, do you see Tatis come back? And then, right, okay. So, so now Giants sweep the Dodgers. Does that affect anything that I think of the Giants going forward? I think the Giants are a good baseball team. I've always anyway. thought the Giants that. I think it says more about the Dodgers to me than it does the Giants. Sweeps happen. Yeah, but not in rivalry series. That's getting shut out 2 nothing on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> that's not. Uh-uh. It's midsummer. Dodgers might be kicking their heels up. Kershaw's coming back. So when they get him back on the bump, things could be could get rectified in the rotation. But 
I don't know. Dodgers are not invincible. They're beatable. Well, they're, I mean, they're definitely not invincible. But now you got, you know, just what the doctor ordered for the Dodgers is a three-game setter. Uh, Two-game set against the Angels or three? Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. I didn't look ahead. Probably have two. Tuesday, Probably Wednesday. two games. Probably Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. But they're fine. The Dodgers are fine. The Dodgers lineup is still one of the best in baseball. I think Walker Bueller going on the DL is is a really important. Well, he goes on and Kershaw comes off. So it's more about like getting everybody healthy by the time the playoffs roll around. Well, I know, but like we were betting against Walker Bueller on a regular Mm. basis. Yeah. And it becomes apparent. Like to me, when I'm watching a game or I'm looking at the numbers, I'm like, something ain't right with this guy right now. We got to keep betting against them. Right. Tomorrow, we'll probably be looking. Oh, no, it's Gonsolin tomorrow. Gonsolin. Who's been phenomenal. He's been been really good. good. But it's Syndergaard. Syndergaard at home? It's in Dodger Stadium. He's better at home. At home, Syndergaard at home is an under bet, but he's a bet against on the road. The array is two runs higher on the road. What's your first number? Think of it's Dodgers at home against the Angels freeway series, so they just drive up. Um, minus Gonsolin against Syndergaard. Minus one sixty. DraftKings has minus two hundred. Little little steep. Dodger tax. A little steep, yeah. It's a little steep. I wouldn't lay two dollars on it, but I think it's. I mean, they're win. They're going to win. I mean, <laughs> Dodgers, Dodgers are going to win. Yeah, Dodgers should win that game. Angels. Syndergaard should get a Mohawk. Yeah, maybe. Try. Uh, what do you make of the Braves winning 11 straight? Mets have been sort of like the team we've always expected to run away with the East. And now the Braves have won 11 straight. Braves are the hottest team in baseball. I mean, they're, they've chopped into this lead now for the Mets. Mets need to be looking at that rearview mirror going, oh, here come the Braves. All you can do in baseball is do you. You can't look in a rearview mirror. You just have to find ways to keep winning games. So the Mets had a nice road trip. I mean, I was a 10-gamer. They did well. The Braves are a good baseball team, period. I mean, and the Phillies got hot even behind them, like to turn, save the season in June, whatever you want to call it. Um, And the Marlins are even playing better. Like there's some, other than the Nationals, that division's pretty good. Of course, you should be a little bit worried if you're the Mets or you're holding a Mets ticket. Teams that can string together 11 wins in a row. I don't care who the other teams are. Oh, they got fat off a of bad competition. They did, yes. but still 11 in a row. It's 11 games in a row. You still got to win in games. <laughs> yeah, it's still 11 you in know? a row. Yeah. So, you know, now let's see what's up next for the Braves um, at Washington. Hello. Right. Some more games are supposed to win. The Mets are coming back off the road trip, and they have Milwaukee, who finally righted the ship and got off the schneid yesterday. Um, yes. I mean, if you're holding the Mets ticket, you don't have DeGrom, you don't have um, Scherzer, and now you're piecing together the rotation. The lineup has been not cooled off, but they're not scoring nearly as many runs as they were. Alonzo got hurt, got hit in the hand. Lindor had to go. On the I.L. Are you worried? No. Not yet. You're not worried? Not yet. No. Not yet. Talk to me. Talk to me on July 4th. Let's see where the let's see where the division is on July 4th. It's only uh, three weeks away. 
yeah, it's like 25 games into Wyatt's ways. Let's see where the teams are coming up here on the 4th of July. Then I may worry. Uh, one more quick baseball, and then we'll do the circus sports schedule yep. of the day. The A's are 7-23 and 23 at home. They ain't even trying, man. They're 14-18 and 18 on the road. They're 7-23 in front of their home, quote-unquote, crowd. Because there's nobody there in a ballpark crowd. anyway. Right. <laughs> but that is something. I, I saw that this morning. I was like, that's ridiculous. That you just bet against the A's at home. Like, yes, they're an auto fade at home. Yes. It's actually nice too, because you're laying less. Right. Than what you normally less. Would. This is, so this is a hard thing. This doesn't happen very often in baseball, but when it starts going that way, you have to be careful to not put in that home field advantage thought or into your number because your price, you're like, right. damn. I'm giving away the Red Sox at minus 120 at Oakland. Instead, they should be minus 150. And you're looking to take the bad guys' money because they're the only ones betting it because they're always searching for value. Right. Here we go. We all bring it around full circle (laughs) here on the BVB. (laughs) But, yes, you, you continue to bet against this. We saw this last year. Sometimes there's one or two anomalies, things that happen. Usually it's a disparity between home and road. They play really well at home, and they're dismal on the road. This kind of changes the thinking, right? Last year it was Colorado. was tremendous at home. They kept being home dogs. We found a lot of winners taking Colorado at home, which, by the way, shout out SoCal DJ for reminding us about Kyle Friedland Day every single time it came through again under under and Colorado. But Oakland at home, autoplay, autofay, GPP, whatever you want to call it, has to be done. Unbelievable. Yes. All right. Time now for the Circus Sports schedule of the day. I'm wearing the Bengals hat. The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Sports Survivor Pro Football Contest. After a hefty $6 million payout last year, Survivor returns. New rules, just as much money on the table. Circus Survivor will consist of 20 legs during the football season. Players cannot pick the same team twice. Entry is $1,000. Max is six entries per player. Entries can be made until September the 10th at 2 p.m. Players must be physically in Vegas to register, having an option of hiring a proxy to enter your pick. Who will be left standing to claim the $1 million first place prize? It could be you this season with Circus Survivor. Full contest rules and details. Log on to CircusSports.com. The pool guy just showed up, so hopefully my dogs aren't going to go crazy on this. Oh, they're probably excited about the Bengals season, just like everybody else. Yeah, let's see. Over 9.5, under 9.5, minus 110 on both sides. Good number. That's a good number right off the bat. That's a really good number. Super Bowl loser next year historically has not had a good year. No, they have not. So hangover time worse than the champ. The champ doesn't have as good of a year the next year, but the loser historically has had a really rough year out of the gates. The Bengals are at home against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Six and a half game one. Uh, I hate that game being game one, by the way. For who? Just as a football fan. Why? The big game. Bengals are favored by six because I think that the Steelers might be okay down the line. Oh, oh, this is yeah. breaking news. It could be okay down the line. And from a divisional standpoint, I would prefer to have. Under. Did it's we the do, big two Steelers yet, did we? No, this is we're doing this division. We're doing your division this week. Oh, this is the first one. Okay. Correct. All right. yes. yes, 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 yes. We just did the NFC West. I don't know. I mean, this Bengals win this game. I would agree. 
think Bengals win the game relatively easily, to be quite honest. But playing the six points in week one, you know what I'm doing to that. Teaser, of course. That's teaser cr- candidate screams teaser <laughs> as a as a loud oh, blinking boy. light, as a flashing light to me. Tease me, tease me, tease me oh, <laughs> down to a pick at Dallas week two. Oh man, that's a game, Joe B. It's a loss. On the road and win. Nah, it's a loss to me. All right, I'll say loss. One win. Week three at the New York Jets. Win. Home for Miami. Win. Correct. Thursday night, too. At Baltimore. Monday, uh, Sunday night football. Good game. Great game. Loss. All right. Yeah. Loss at New Orleans. I have that as a win. At New Orleans, I'll say win. Yeah. I think they'll split Dallas, New York back to back. They'll split Baltimore, New Orleans. You have both games winning or both games one and one? I'm four wins right now. You have Baltimore. You're beating Baltimore. No, losing at Baltimore, winning the next week at Me New Orleans. Me too. At yeah. Home for Atlanta. Win five. Correct. Agreed. At Cleveland. Halloween um, Monday night. Halloween at Cleveland. Oh my gosh. Divisional game. Monday night football. I'll say Halloween. win. It's a hell of a game. I think I'll say the, win. I, I think it's a win. I think the Bengals are going to be an. I mean, the the the, the Browns are going to be an absolute disaster. The more that this story continues, the more that it looks like Deshaun Watson might miss two years. Forget one. Might miss two. May never play in the NFL. May, may, may never play again. Yeah. Loss. Home for Carolina. Jesus, is that the dud? Week before the bye. Win. Me too. So you're at seven. Seven. I hit the bye in week 10. Okay. With. With a seven and two record. It's pretty good. <laughs> so here we go at the close. Cincinnati Bengals, seven and two at the break. Wow. At Pittsburgh. Loss. At Tennessee. Oh, man. I think they split one and one here. Loss. Wow, you're going to. I have, I have eight wins. Home for Kansas City. Win. Really? Oh, they beat him again. They got their number. They did it last year. They, well, then you're, well, then you're there. You're at 10, aren't you? Oh, I'm at eight. So I got his eight. All right, so I'm at nine. Home for Cleveland. They won at Cleveland. They'll lose this game. I got at, at Tampa. A rematch? Oh, no, wait. Did they play last year? Uh, <sighs> Burrow Brady? I don't think so. At Tampa. In January? Is this near the end of the season? It's December, December? 8, December 18th. Damn, bro. I think they win that game. What? Wow. Okay. At New England on Christmas Eve. If I can go to one game all year, this is the game I want to go to. Since he at New England? On Christmas Eve. I freaking love this game. That's a great game. An unbelievable game on Christmas Eve. It's in the, such a in good the game. time slot it is at the end of the season like this and in New England. I'll say loss. I'm stuck on nine. I'm on nine as well. Man, I, I want to say they split Tampa and New England because their last four games are at Tampa, at New England, home for Buffalo, home for Baltimore. Their last 
Six games Ten. are home for Kansas City, at home for Cleveland, at Tampa, at New England, home for Buffalo, home for Baltimore. That is a hell of a last six games for the Bengals. Damn, that's that's they better be at seven and two at the break. Wow. They could get I think they win 10 games. I'd bet over. I think 10 I just, and seven. I just got to 10 myself. Yeah, I 10, think 10 and wins. seven. Yep. So I said 10 and seven. You said 10 and six. No, I did not. I said 10 and seven. You heard 10 and 6. I said 10 and 7. Rewind the tape. I said 10 and 7. Chat, don't tell him. He said 10 and 6 first. <laughs> it's fine. But no, I think um, does 10 win the division? Do they win the division at 10 and 7? Division stinks. What? Cincinnati, Baltimore, I don't Cleveland, Baltimore. who knows what they're going to be. Cleveland like stinks. Pittsburgh? I think- I think Pittsburgh's got a darn good chance to stink. I think the Browns have a really good chance to stink, and I'm not sure about Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar wants a new contract. He's representing himself. There's all these like things. Stink? I don't know. I mean, I I think nine wins is not insane for Baltimore to win a division. No, I didn't say win the division. I think I think they could wind up. It could be their record is nine so, wins. And so ten. So ten and seven wins a division. Probably, yeah. I think 11 Does anybody, get, anybody go oh, better than 10 and 7? 11 gets it done. You win 11 you win eleven games in the black and blue division, you're winning the division. That's my prediction. That's the number to get to is 11. You get to 11, you're going to win. Man, oh man. Do you like Lamar Jackson right now with what's going on with him? I like Harbaugh. I think the league has figured him out. I like Harbaugh to come up with something. They get. Hmm. The, I mean, they're going to run the ball. And run the ball and run the ball. They got beat up last year and hurt. Injuries killed that team. I ain't heard no injuries yet. Obviously, when camp starts, we'll see. But they had, they had, I mean, they had a never-ending turnstile of running backs and discontinuity there. And they didn't have the wide receivers. I think now them not as the alpha. Look, the dogs are excited now. Here we go. Talking to the pool guy making noise, and all of a sudden the dogs go crazy. New pool guy. Get yeah, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll say goodbye to Sports Grid here in just one second, then I'll get and I'll, I'll fix okay. the dogs. So, right. so, we can, so I apologize, Sports Grid, with the dogs parking, but they don't yeah. mind. I do. I mind well, severely. I, I mind tremendous, tremendously. <laughs> we all do. Yes. Chat, especially. Thank I mind, I mind <laughs> tremendously. Uh, yeah, see, this guy needs to go away. But. You know, this is how, this is how it is. It's a, we, 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 we need one more minute on sports grid. So I, okay. I'm, I'm curious right. to see Bengals late in the year. Like how much better can Burrow be to you? <sighs> I, he's got it, man. I wear these glasses all the time now because of Joe Burrow. I think the kid is great. I think he's yeah. cool as could be. I think – He's got the locker room. They went to the freaking Super Bowl. Yep. How much better can he be? Win the Super Bowl? I mean, that's it. Like, just be the same, Joe. I don't need you to be better. Be the same. Don't their get defense. In. Their defense is my question about can ah, they their be, defense is definitely a question. Can ah. they be as good as they were last year? Ah. Like they played really well down the stretch. Mm. Mm. They played phenomenally well, getting after the quarterback. Like they did everything you'd want them to do. Are you off of Zach Taylor? Are you? Are you? Are you? Can you? Are you no. Still, I mean, no, I have to. Still, I have to eat. I have to eat the crow that I was wrong. I mean, I a mean, guy did a good job. Yeah. I mean, I gotta. I gotta suck it up and take the take my medicine. I was wrong. <laughs> the first don't, place don't schedule like is going to be a lot different than a last place schedule, though. Absolutely. That's a hard schedule. 
a very that's a very hard schedule. So I, yes, I, I think, but 10 wins is, you know, 10 wins in a way. So, all right, sports grid. Thank you very much. Apologize for the barking dogs. We're back tomorrow, 11 PM Pacific time, right after the Pat McAfee show. We appreciate it. We have more of you on YouTube. If you're on the Twitter live stream, don't move podcast as well. Don't move. We have more to come here in just one second. All right. Hold on a second. Let me fix all right. The go get but, the dogs. All right. Matt's going to get the dogs. We can sit here and talk about the dogs. The dogs don't mean it, people. Like they don't, they just they they, they just they they're guarding that house. The dogs are like, I think the over under for the dogs' weight is like <laughs> seven and a half pounds and eight pounds. Like like the apologies. How, how much do them dogs say. weigh? They're po- they're they got to be pocket purse dogs, right? Eight pounds each. Uh, there you go. I. How about that number? Man, literally never Nailed. asked them that question in, in my life. So annoying. Yes, <laughs> not not my animals. So not 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 my animals. So just how it breathe. Is. It's fine. It's, it's not good. fine. It's annoying as hell. But it's it's we're all good. All right. Props.com story of the day. Prop bets going for tonight. We got we got that. We got the bet prep props. We got two two of these to get into uh, here for us with the prop bets. Uh, props.com story of the day. So what do you make of? Clay Thompson here in game five. So our guy, Matt LaMarca has a big, big article up as to what to do here with Clay Thompson over three and a half made threes. I'm one in one betting on this prop <laughs> hit it once missed it once. Do we see clay come out? It's even money to go over three and a half made threes for clay Thompson tonight. So we're back to three and a half. The two and a half experiment ended. Oh, it, w- it was only, that was only a one game deal. It went right back to three and a half, both games. Cause he was really good. Both games. He was game. He was good in game three, good in game four. I stayed off of it. In, I bet it in game two under, I bet it. I stayed off it in game three. I bet it in game four and I lost Bet what over under three and a half. Oh, Oh, somebody asked me in another show. I said, I automatically bet it over. Uh, okay. Because after he had moved it after the move to two and a half. I was like, yeah, that's an over adjustment bet over. Just keep betting over. Yeah. That was only for game three though. That wasn't game four game four yeah. went back up to three and a half. Right. And because game three, he had done historically in the playoffs the day after he had a really hot shooting night, he had a very bad game. Right. So he's put back to back games together for the first time in these playoffs where he's been good for back to back games. So does it continue? So he's gone over this number in games two, three and four. No, he had, game two, he was under. Game three and four, he's gone over this. Game one, he was bad. I thought game two. Game one, game two, he was bad. Okay. He was bad in game two. He's good in game three, good in game four. Both games in Boston, he shot very well. The chat's calling for Kendall. This is great. I love this. I love this interaction. She just came in and smiled at me like she wants a piece. She wants a shot at the title here. Uh, Maybe I should ask her if she she would bet over. What? Um... Doesn't he have to go over for Golden State to win? No. He can make two threes tonight? And they can win, yeah. Steph goes for 40 again, they're going to win. Is Steph going for 40 again? Is that just a normal thing? (laughs) I mean, if I'm Boston, I'm literally making anyone else besides Steph Curry beat me. I'm doubling Steph. I'm saying anyone else. Wiggins go for 40. Clay go for 40. Who does Steph guard on defense? Doesn't need to guard anybody. Because I want that guy's prop over. Marcus Cause... Smart is who, who, who he guards. Oh, really? Uh-huh. 
I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet under. What's the price? Uh, even money on the over. I bet over or nothing. I okay. bet over or nothing. You back? Would you go back over or no? I would go back under because I expect the game to go under tonight. So that's a good way to bet it. That's I would I would agree with that. If you think the game's going under, you could probably take some shots with some guys under. But um, I just think that he's he's got to make three. And a three and a half is a good number. I mean, three is his number. Three is what he does. That's it. I mean, it's what he does. It's a two, three, four, or five is where that, he is. That's much. the only options, right? Every game. Yeah. That's every the game. only option. He does he's have two games. In the, two. He does have two games in the playoffs where he's hit eight. So he has had those crazy games. But from historically, where he goes is two, three, four, or five. Right. Is where he'll be. So I don't know. I I would lean on the under on this, but I get why the, the over bet is coming in. Uh our bet prep prop of the day officially from our friends at betprep.com. Kevon Looney over seven and a half rebounds tonight. I have gone back and forth with a guy, Darren, on this. Don't entirely agree with this, but he is pointing out that he's gone over eight in five of the seven games at home, three of them double digits, 18, 12, and 22. In four games against Boston this, se- this series, Looney's averaging eight and a half rebounds. Kerr was critical of himself, saying he has to play Looney more. He didn't give him enough minutes in game three. He gave him 28 rebound, 28 minutes in game four, and he had 11 boards in that game. Looney can help to neutralize the size in Robert Williams and Al Horford, but my problem is that if Boston sees this, Boston can go big and really exploit Looney if they get into the paint the way that they have in the past and right. then get him in foul trouble too. Right. So this is, I was going back and forth going, I don't know, man. And he's like, well, he's like, he's banking on Kerr, leaving him in the game and having him play big minutes for this to go over. If he plays big minutes, this goes over because it's just, the, the, there's nobody else rebounding really for the Warriors besides Loney. This is, uh, this is the handicap. How many minutes is he going to play? Yeah, that's, and according, that's, and Darren at Bet Prep says a lot. He thinks he plays thirty, nearly thirty minutes tonight. He'll be on the court a ton. Then you bet it over and you lay that juice. It's expensive at one thirty-three. Yeah. Um, and my first inclination would be, eh, either under or pass. But I can see. Again, we have to see how the game is going to go. Like this was a big steam bet under what last game or the game before in the gambling Twitter world, and it flew over. Because mm-hmm. he stayed in the game. 11. Yep, 11 boards. Went way over. Mm-hmm. Can easily happen again. He has to play. Mm-hmm. If you like leaning Golden State, he's going to stay in the game. Makes sense. If you like Boston, it probably means he's not going to be in the game. They're going to have to try to combat what Boston is doing. Right? I think if Boston wins, he don't play that much. If Golden State's winning, he's probably going to be on a court more. So... I don't know. I mean, you did you go back and forth with Darren and he was on the over? You were strongly on the under? Not strongly, but I just I, I don't like it enough to bet it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I right. think there are too many variables in, in play. Right. And, and bets that I like that kind of go up against this one. Yeah. So the bets that, that I've made personally. So that's why I was like, okay, I get it. I get the logic. I just I can I'm concerned about Boston, the way Boston's gonna play. Uh, okay, time for better to book it. Brought to you by Fliff. Getfliff.com. You guys can go ahead and <laughs> those watch. dogs get loose again. 
No, they're locked up, but there's normally they're locked up upstairs. I just, I just <laughs> locked them up down here. So, it's just, yeah, I, I they're mad at you. What would you, they say to you if they could say what they wanted to say? Oh, my ninja. Who knows? I mean, that poor thing has been just I mean, the stories that that thing can tell. They're both rescue animals, but ninja oh. had a real bad life, man. It, when, when we when we got him, he weighed a pound and a half and he was severely a pound and a half. Yeah, they kicked the the, the the they oh. found him in they found him living in a shed in downtown Vegas. The owner oh. had kicked his teeth in. He locked he he lost a lot of his teeth. Yeah, he's half Italian greyhound and half Chihuahua, and but severely abused, like severely abused. He took man, him. Oh, he, we had him for like four years now and three years now. It took him like a year and a half to even allow anyone to pet him, basically. So he was, yeah, but he's, he's they called him Ninja. We, we got him from a rescue and they called him Ninja because he climbs and he does. I've never seen a dog. He climbs like a cat, <laughs> legitimately climbs up. Like I walk. saw it the one it's time insane. I was over the house. I yeah. said, what the hell is that dog he, he doing? Cl- he climbs like a cat. <laughs> he got it's, a cat too. I was like, yeah. he's been hanging around with the cat too long. Like, what is he doing? Why is he called Ninja? That's what he does. He just, he just, it does not make any sense. He's a dog that thinks he can do really crazy. But he can climb fences and he's got these crazy long nails and he just climbs and it's like, <laughs> The bizarre weird, is bizarre hell. absolutely bizarre anyways better to book it by, yes. you by fliff get fliff.com if you it. if it's legal in your state 25 bucks in your account just for signing up for with get fliff no yes. deposit necessary this give you 25 bucks for signing up at get fliff.com all right boston money line plus 140 i've got in-game bets ready to go Boston first quarter money line if boston loses the first quarter bet boston minus the points in the second quarter warriors minus whatever in the third quarter and then see how the game flow is going into the fourth. But officially Boston money line betting pre-game. Booking it. pregame. Um, I think I'll book it. I, I I'm leaning golden state today pregame, okay. but again, you guys listening to the show, you Lay guys the points or money line again. Uh, I mean, just follow the pattern and just lay the points. Well, you're following the pattern. You bet Boston. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, the favorite wins and covers the point spread, you know. So, but we've taught people enough, uh, both here. Now you get, we got the Discord channel to go back and forth and stuff. Like, making a pregame NBA bet is really, it's tough to do. Um, I think you can watch the game and see. But P-Roll just gave you the kind of the blueprint for the quarters. I think tonight goes a little off script. Okay. Steph doesn't play much in the second quarter. So that's why it's Draymond not playing much in that stretch run Mm -hmm. was eye opening to me, Mm -hmm. both personally for Draymond, but as a team. And Steph talking about it after the game, I think it freed them of a lot of things of the burden of him having to play as well as him shut the hell up type thing like i don't know i see it the other way oh you think this is a negative thing i i think for one game it worked out but if they're gonna bench draymond green tonight <laughs> you think draymond green's gonna go quietly on this and draymond green's gonna accept a minor role in game five i think draymond's about winning oh i don't think draymond's about draymond I think I think the winning comes with. I mean, I mean, I saw someone put this tweet out. I think it's a really interesting point. Draymond Green's entire career was a star aligning moment. 
He went to the perfect situation with the perfect team for the perfect coach. You took Draymond Green and stuck him on the Pistons. The Pistons still stink. Most likely. He's not a dis- he's not a difference-making player. He's not a he just is a great fit for that team. He's Dennis Rodman in the He's their toughness. Right. But he didn't rebound like Rodman, though. Well, nobody did. But like he fills a role. Yes. But that role, it makes him like he's I've heard people call him a Hall of Famer. And it's like, huh. I, I wouldn't, I would I don't look at Draymond Green and see a Hall of Famer, but his stats in numbers would be four rings. I mean, he's got numbers that would lead to believe he's going to be in Springfield one day. Right. But I've never been, by the way. Springfield? Oh, yeah, of course. Went to college the basketball hall of fame. What? You've been to the basketball hall of fame? Of course. I've done I've done a broadcast from the basketball hall of fame. I gotta get there someday. It's fun. It's cool. They, they've yeah. done a lot since I was not, I was in college the last time I went 20 years ago. They've done a oh lot. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, there. and they also built an arena. So they built an arena there that wasn't there before. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's wow. it's a big deal. They have, have to all to different figure out a way to go back and do a show from there next. Yeah, Springfield Hall of Fame. The basketball hall of fame is very, very cool. It was cool when I was there, Brad. I've seen a lot of the new stuff that they put in. They put in some very, very cool stuff. So yeah, they, and they have that tournament there every year. Celtics play a game there every year. And oh, exhibition really? game. Yep, exhibition game every year. Every year oh, out there. Nice. They play well, a lot of pre, I, they play a preseason basketball tournaments. A lot of big time teams come up. UConn plays in it. UMass plays in it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Draymond's a Hall of Famer yet, and I am not worried about that for tonight. I just think that, I, I mean, and your side of that argument could be right. Like it could be there. There could be a little bit of a negative thing, and Boston could roll. Boston could win this game by ten. Golden State could win this game by 10. This, this is this this could go 100% either way. I'm, I'm not Turnovers. sure wrongly. Turnovers. Turnovers. The only stat to look at. Well, fouls too. Fouls yeah. are going to determine this game. Yeah. Turn, I, I think turnovers and transition baskets for Golden State. Boston's the better team. When, they don't, when Boston doesn't turn the ball over, Boston's the better team. That's been the story of this right. entire series. When they turn the ball over, they give transition baskets. They give fast break points. They give step open threes. Don't turn the ball over, they win. Turn the ball over, they lose. Right. They don't, they have not turned the ball over in back to back games. They've stunk, and then Odoka makes the changes. They remember how to play basketball again, and they win, and they forget, and then they remember, and they win. Like it's crazy the ping pong and going back and forth. Boston's, Boston's only won two games in a row in the playoffs twice this entire postseason. It's crazy. Well, that's going to make, I think, the game six handicap easy. As soon as the streak's broken, I don't know. But, I mean, this can't go Boston tonight, the Warriors on the road, and then, and then we get a game seven. Did it with it. Miami. That's how the Miami series went. <laughs> so, I mean, it's happened already. Boston prefers to make it more difficult. The more difficult path is what Boston picks every single time. They have. It's been so, a amazing- it's worked out so far, but that's their most. That's what they do. Uh, Marcus Smart over 14 and a half points, minus 120. First thought is to book this, too. He's gone over three of the four games. And he's flown over three of the four. Right. Games on this, he played like crap in the fourth quarter, much like game six against Miami, where he was over five down the stretch and Boston lost, had to go play game seven. Right. He was ice in game four. Yep. He did score 18 points, but he was ice. I expect him to come back and play well tonight. Right. By the way, our man Darren is in the chat right now. Yeah, this is there great. You go. Love it. Hello to Big D. 
Um, this is hard. This is a really good number, right? Like my first thought was like, all right, Marcus Smart. Actually, not, run actually, no, I actually don't like this number. It's flown 15 over. 15 and a half? It is 15 and a half now. It's, right. It's gone, 15, it's gone up. That's now, the number that should be. Like if, now it's 15 and a half. Yeah. Right. That first yeah, thought in my head when I saw Marcus Smart, I didn't see the number in the run that I just saw Marcus Smart. I was like, all right, what's because I like to try to keep it, you know, right. Not taint my thoughts before we get on the show. Mm-hmm. Keep it clean. I thought, all right, Marcus Smart, it got to be 15. Is he going to score 15 points? I think if you like Boston, you got to bet this over. And if you like Golden State, you probably bet this under. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if Golden State wins, he could score 15 points. Yep. I'll book it only because I'm leaning Golden State. Okay. Finally, Robert Williams over six and a half points. Last night, I got it pretty heavily juiced at minus 134. Is it still six and a half? Nope, it's seven and a half. Yeah, that's that's uh it's six, seven, or eight. That's what he's gonna get. That's what he's got. That's what he's got he this. can't score double digits. He can, but I I it's he's uh three for three, four for four, pretty much every game. So it's just gonna come down to he gets two or three dunks every how many touches? That's what we're that's right. what we're betting right now. How many, how many shots? More minutes yeah. more than anything else, but how many? I mean, if he gets 10 boards, he's getting eight points. Is there, a, is there a points, alone. rebounds, and assist prop for him, or is there a rebounds and assist prop for him? That might there be is. a better way to go. Yeah. No, I like points because it's six and a half. It was low and it was heavily juiced to the over. So, but I like, I, I mean, that's why it's seven and a half. So it's mm. seven and a half. Would you pause? Even money. Yeah. Cause it's six, seven, or eight. And now we got two numbers. If it's seven and a half, we got two numbers under. Right. So it's seven and a half. I would definitely book it at six and a half. I'll say I'll book it as well, again, because it's more I'm, I'm leaning. You can see how you can get caught up doing this chat, like and people watching the show. You can get your opinion for prop bets controlled or convoluted by the side you like. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that right now. I'm leaning Warriors, so I'm going under on all of the Celtics props. Whether and that's I, right or and wrong, like Boston, so I'm going over and all the Boston Correct. Correct. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Well, it was going to be something else, but it changed mid-show at <laughs> show. the beginning of the show. It's it's the fact that Kendall is in the other room watching a show, participating in the chat, proving that you don't have to like betting you don't have to make all a bunch of plays you can just be part of this community in talking about sports and coming here for an hour or two hours if you drop in for 15 or 20 minutes and get away from whatever you're going through otherwise i mean well, that's what kind of we're building here mm. so my favorite thing about today is that she's in there chirping and talking and this and that and then we're going to go eat lunch she don't really know yet but i'm making her leave the house whoa and we're going to go grab something to eat. She ain't going to be happy about it because she's with her cousins and stuff and friends. Eddie, Owen, shout out again if you boys are still here. You ain't going to play the game because Kendall is going to be eating lunch with me. That's 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 going to be my favorite thing about today. Very cool. Uh, for me, I didn't actually anticipate this from happening, but it just kind of turned into my favorite thing about today. So we never know what people are going through in life. Okay, No one knows. I'm going through a lot. Uh, one day I'll explain everything. When I when you guys find out about everything that I'm going through, yeah. you might be like, holy crap, how did you do the show every day? But yeah. I, I'm going through a lot. And so I started two weeks ago, I started to figure out like, okay, 
I should be talking to somebody consistently about this. I, I should be, I've always wanted, I was in therapy years ago when my parents got divorced and I was, you know, in my teens, I went through with the therapy to get through, through all of that, but I haven't been going, I'm 45 now. I probably haven't been in a therapy session for 25, 30 years. So I was like, okay, I want to try to do this. Like, I think it's better to work on myself and to kind of be aware that there's a lot of turmoil going on and I need to kind of keep track of that, keep the inventory to make sure I can, you know, things aren't slipping and I'm not missing something as to like what's going on with me personally and and psychologically. So I've reached out to six different offices here in Vegas by a phone and two different uh, offices by email. I haven't gotten a single response back yet. And it kind of, so I woke up this morning and I was like, you know, this is going to be a tough week for me. I would, I would like to talk to somebody as I'm going through this week. And there's no one to talk to. And so I just tweeted it out this morning. I was just like, you know what? This is like a problem with our mental health in this country. Like you're either suicidal and need to be hospitalized or you're just not even like responded to when you go, Hey, I would like to talk to you about the potential of coming to your practice. And I have this list from our, my health insurance and I've got eight different, the top eight different, we're accepting new patients, eight different providers for therapy. Not one of them returned the phone call or the email. Right. And I just thought to myself, that is really kind of nuts that in this country, that's how we deal with mental illness, that we don't even our mental health. Like we're not even gonna like respond. Like not even say, like, hey, by the way, I'm booked or I'm full, or let me help you find somebody or whatever. So I just tweeted that out today, just saying, like, this is kind of scary. And the response from people has been crazy. I, I've got like five different DMs from people, like, here's my phone number, call me. Like, you need to talk, call me. I'm like, no, guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, just so you know, I'm okay. Like, I, I got you. <laughs> You're my therapist, really. Right. This is therapy. This is yep. therapy too. Without this a is, doubt, this is an awesome, you know, way of, of blowing off steam and getting yes. this done. I, I'm not like, I'm not in trouble, but I really appreciated everybody who are giving me either like, here's what I did, here's how I handled things, mm-hmm. here's the name of my therapist, here are my friends in Vegas, they're a doctor, call them, they'll get you in to see somebody, blah blah no. blah. It just really made me feel. That, that was really special that like anyone taking time out to send me their phone number or send me a message or a note and just kind of checking in and seeing how things are. I, I really do appreciate that. So it's always nice when people are taking time out of their day just to kind of say, Hey man, you, you're all right. Like what's, what's going on. You need to need to chat, need to talk. So, and it's true. I mean, I think all of us could use help in in the country our country needs to fix this where like mental health is not impossible to get i mean minty from minty betts she wrote to me on twitter and she was like here in vegas when she was a couple of years ago when she tried to do it she, she called dozens she said before she finally found a doctor that would get in to see her for therapy i mean dozens you have to call dozens of doctors in order in order to get a therapy yeah. appointment That's, yeah that's not good. And I know they're overworked and I know there's a lot of stuff going on in our country. There's, you know, post COVID and everything else, but, um, that was nice today. I appreciate everybody. So thank you. That's good. Um, I didn't know that you were tweeting it. And so like I was doing some stuff this morning and then you tweeted it and my DMS and phone started buzzing. Like, Hey, have you, what's up with your boy, Matt? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? What's up? Like, um, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I, I mean, like that's what I mean. Like, yeah, there's I, a lot. I know we're, we we do the show, but we're friends off the air, so we right. talk a lot. I mean, like literally, I talk to you uh, more right now than I talk to anyone outside of my house. And so I know, but like when I'm getting these 
not unsolicited because these are right. people that we both are familiar with or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? So then <laughs> I just go on Twitter. Like, you know, we start the show at 10. I go on at 948. I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> that's, so jump on here first. And I'm like, are you good? You're like, yeah, I'm good. Why? And I said, oh, well, because like my DMs blew up too. <laughs> the community that we have is nice is nice the forum that we have to to just talk and like i'll think of something and i'll tweet it just because i know someone might read it mm-hmm. and maybe thinking it or wants to respond because they got no one to talk to or they're they're in a bad bind right now or or they just enjoy it it's fun we're lucky mm. we're really we're we're lucky because a lot of people don't have it. And a lot of people are getting frustrated with the, the non-responsiveness. And the things are crazy right now in this world. I mean, gas is ridiculously expensive. The stock market is completely tanking today. Cryptocurrency may not, you know, be maybe done after today. Like there's so many things going on. And you just want to talk to somebody. I mean, it's not come here right now. Come over here. Oh, put the earphone oh. in. Come here. Oh. Get closer. Get closer to me. What's up? I gotta Say act hello. like I like you. Oh Wait. wow! <laughs> I gotta act like I like you. How are you? Good. What's going on? You're just you, you enjoying the live chat? Yeah. Dropping, <laughs> dropping hammers on your dad. We love it. Is it fun? <laughs> How many times did you change your chat name today? Oh. Twice. <laughs> change the chat name twice. I change hats twice. All right, so go. that's a push. Two, we'll see two. how that works out tomorrow. It's more so than twice. Say hi to Owen and Eddie. Are they watching? No. Are they not watching anymore? <laughs> Did you not read the paper? Look, she gave me a paper oh, like your producer. Okay. Wow. It says right Owen here. And says, Owen and Eddie want to be on your show. I'll okay. give you my iPad and you can show it Whoa. of me. So maybe oh. tomorrow we'll talk to Owen and Eddie as well. Because okay. right. the, the kids know. I say nobody knows shit all the time. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Language. Language. Dollar. Take it back, Here's man. Dollar. Here's the- <laughs> swear, swear jar. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead and do that. On that. That's, yeah. I know. I know. I know. There you go. Here. Kids right. always know. Thanks. Kids always know. That, that, that is the best thing about today. That, that is the favorite thing about today. Guys, we're back tomorrow. Same place, same time. Twitter, YouTube for the live stream. Sports Grid TV for the replay tonight at 11 p.m. He is Dave. I am Matt. We'll talk to you for a Tuesday's Bostonian versus the book. Go Celtics.